Wakey, wakey, Iggy, biggy. Tis the Smart Coast Morning Show, blasting awesome sauce all over your interwebs. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Smodcast this morning show. I think I came in a little early there. That's not the first time. Um, <laughs> that's what Maria Bamford said. Shut up. Oh, oh. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, that, that's better. Jesus. It's <laughs> uh, right, the top of the hour. That was the mail sack, and we're done. Good night, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I see you next Tuesday. Uh, no, this is the Smodcast this morning show, Tuesday West Coast edition with your hosts, Marty, Bill, Steve and DJ Jam Master James yes. Franco Jr. Hello. Morning. I know most of you were hoping to he- hear Emily's the Delsa tones. Delsa tones. Yeah. Emily O'Hara. She is shooting a short film today, so she that free project <laughs> president <laughs> overtook over this, uh, this free project. <laughs> this free project. So fuck you, Emily. Now I we feel love you. very low. <laughs> I know exactly. Um, so good morning to everybody listening uh, live. We are live streaming on uh, you. What are we on? You stream. Yes. At, uh, yeah. Look it up. We are. Uh, we haven't got a Tumblr going. That's Tuesday morning on yes. the Tumblr, and uh, we are also on Twitter at Nooner Dan Marty. Get your emails into noonerpodcast at gmail dot com. everywhere. Those, all four of those addresses. Are completely different. They have nothing in common <laughs> word wise with each other, yet they all connect to us. That's how good we are. Good you branding, no Marty. Oh, it's so terrible. <laughs> but good morning to Yako and Will and Allison and Olivia. Welcome back from Italy. Uh, yes. uh, let's see, PDG, PDG and Mike and Jeff and everybody else listening. Darren. Whatever happened to Veronica? Can we get Oh, a she di- was here last weekend. Really? Uh, Lou week. Yeah, she was on. Uh, so Darren uh, Darren impersonation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Darren Husted. Oh, and Darren is England. listening as well. Uh, <laughs> yes. Thank you. Speaking of dulcet tones. Morning, Mops. <laughs> Good afternoon. <laughs> Darren Husted reporting. Husted. Husted. I don't know. Husted? Husted? Husted. All right, whatever. All right. All right, uh, let's go. So, to, let's get to the news. Look at yeah. the clock. Yeah. We're, we're burning okay. daylight, people. <laughs> so after, <laughs> after the... Uh, politics, 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 no, no, no. politics, 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 politics. No. Look, I'm the only one I'm who just, comes I'm in with prepared... I'm just pitching a new theme song. That's with all. prepared material. You might as well let me get it out. Hey, I'm tweeting to listeners. I got an hour on the uh, hemorrhoid I'm, I'm growing right now, so we'll, we'll pick that <laughs> oh. up about ten. Oh, it's fucking well, then, awful. Oh, we're out of the time. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> So last week, after wait! Don't the- bury the lead. James is showing some guns. I didn't know it was a gun show today. It was a gun show. Yeah. Look at that! I don't know. James has a t- okay. He has a tattoo. Like I said, uh, I also have tits in this shirt. So <laughs> and <laughs> speaking of, I'm very proud. Is that you why pick I'm, your I'm poison? I'm kind of into you right now. <laughs> yeah. Right. Are you getting over a cold, or did you take Barry White pills this morning? I took Barry White pills. I don't know. I woke up. Uh, my throat's a little scratchy, but it's. Mm. I, I think oh, I'm. Oh no! You sound good. Yeah, exactly. You sound oh, just fine. Yeah. Ain't no problems here, right? I, I'm, it's pretty it's sexy, funny you I said say. that because I was going to say I woke up uh, as Barry White. Yes. I, don't, I don't understand. I like right. it. My pussy's right. wet. I'm into it. Thank Who you. was that band? Uh, Fun Loving Criminals had that song about Barry White. I don't remember. It's Barry White. Oh yeah, yeah, White, yeah. Or whatever it was. Yeah, <laughs> I think that was Fun Loving Criminals. Well, let me ask you a question, Black James. Yes, that's that's going to be your new name. <laughs> that's today. My new name, BJ. B James. Uh, <laughs> I go to a gymnasium downtown, Gold, yes. Gold's Gym. One of the, downtown, one, you never call me to hang out. I I go to the gym. Do you cru- want to juice afterwards? Cruise guys in the bathroom, but the 
last, and clearly I don't go often if looking at my, my <laughs> yeah. physique, but I go there, you know, there's dudes in the showers yeah. and, you know, I make, I wear the, the, the kerchief on the side of, you know, yeah. I'm at the bottom, whatever. But the past five times I'm in the, just changing I'm alone. Five middle-aged black guys have just started a conversation with me. Three of the five were Jesus Christ related, but yeah. just, I, I, it's this bizarre anomaly in my life where black guys are just like, Hey, let's just start talking. And I like I know a couple of black dudes. I'm not, I don't have. I'm not some gonna of lie. your best friends. No, I don't really have a lot of black friends. But you give off the. Uh, I can talk I to this crackers. I have lost uh, my white guilt vibe. <laughs> I don't know. So they they feel comfortable just, opening I, up to you. Yeah? Just a you know naked black guys going. Hey man, how's it going? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. So that's why I feel a, a kinship with you, yes, with your yes. voice, because I've had many conversations with this voice. Yeah. yeah. And they're not hitting on me, which is, you know, I'm, no. so I'm flying the flag like, let's go. Yeah. I'll, I'll take a chocolate brownie. Well, I, I, I mean, I think you're uh, the <laughs> voice of Caucasian I'm someone's America. type. A middle-aged black guy like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, give me that pasty-ass motherfucker. Bring him over here. What's up, white? What's up, white stuff? We're right. like an Oreo. You're the, you're the middle. I'm telling you, it's time to reboot the white shadow. <laughs> I think we could do it with you. And that's the news. And so, the news. how's everyone's Sorry. week been? No. It's Tuesday. What kind of question is that? It's pretty standard if you haven't seen somebody in a week. Uh, a smodcaster's week is oh, Tuesday to Tuesday. I see, that's I how see. you yeah. yeah. In France, it's Sunday to Sunday. We do Monday to Monday, but uh, no, we, do we Tuesday do, to Tuesday. We do Sunday to Sunday. We do Sunday. No, a week starts on Monday. When we learn the days of the week, the first day... Week starts on Monday. Hmm. No. Yeah, because he rest, he re- he did, he started on Monday, and then he rested on Sunday. He didn't start when resting on the Sunday and the then week. make the shit. What, it's what? God I'm talking about, people. The man himself. <laughs> All right. In France, they go Monday to Monday. Well, then I have a European sensibility. <laughs> That's a euphemism for whatever you want it to mean, listeners. Uh Anyhow, I was just going to talk about high-speed trading and how... Ugh, how God! The, <laughs> stock, the stock market is doing great guns, and yet unemployment is still high. Where workers' wages are white still low. White bankers have all the money, and the rest of us are ground under the heel of the white brown the people, and the rich get richer, and, and the one, we are the 99... Get out and vote. And Do you not think that's a problem? No, I'm white. So, and that's why I'm winning. How are you winning? winning. Yeah, I got tons of money in the bank. I can do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get beat. I don't get pulled over just because I'm the color of my skin. Uh huh. This is great, Steve. <laughs> what he said. All right. Well then, I guess I'm not even Jewish, so I don't great. have to worry about all that shit. I got it made. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess. <laughs> I'll wait until it's just you, me, and Emily, uh, James, and then we can have the minority podcast. (laughs) The oppressed podcast. No, no, let's hear about the stock market. Give me some numbers. What's the Dow Jones Industrial doing? Uh, It's great guns. Great guns. Great guns. Yeah, it's quite bullish these days. You know why it's bullish and bearish? Uh, Because of crops. No. A bull, when a bull attacks, it uses its horns and it attacks up. When a bear attacks, it uses its arms and paws and it swipes down. Oh. So that's how you can remember a bullish market or if you're feeling bullish about something. It's an uptick. Oh. And you can do this, too. 
Uh, yeah, you remember. You give, little, yeah. Oh, the, the mnemonic device, the bull oh, horns. Good. So the reverse devil horns. I don't think that's yeah. a mnemonic device, actually. A, mnemonic- a visual aid. All right, that's good. <laughs> uh, so, like last month uh, in December, like right before the Fed announced that they were going to uh, that they were going to continue to buy bonds uh, or its bond buying program, where they were selling bonds to China. Steve just fell asleep. <laughs> um, like, I, I have a headache. Somebody, somebody. <laughs> jumped on the markets on the news seven milliseconds before everybody else did making millions based on that sort of a trading places type of capitalization there Mm. and right now they're they're building a a pipeline across the country across the atlantic that will gain an extra five milliseconds in trading and that's the sort of thing that uh like the stock market has become a sort of technological gambling like ring where like all this stuff is done handled by computers people using different algorithms uh to, to sort of game the system so is like is this headed towards a discussion of bitcoins no i mean it's Shit. it's similar because it's like people just like jumping on new technology trying to get uh get the tiniest of edges capitalism at its finest but it, it's not capitalism because it's not dealing with with you're not dealing with you're not stuff. oppressing workers. Yeah, well, you're not just you're just trading bits and you know ones and zeros. You're not actually interested in whether a company is making something or not. Right, and that's it's and a lot less sexy than traditional capitalism. It's, it, it is, and it's also a lot more difficult to to police. Uh, to police, regulate, and explain to people like why you know why the the stock market is doing so well, and yet it also gives advantages to nerds, which I, I I can't get behind that. Well, the other thing, yeah, yeah. So nerds. anything anything that helps out the nerds, I'm not a big fan nerds. of. Nerds. <laughs> I spoke with a uh, Goldman Sachs quant, a whistleblower who uh, was a guy who understands high frequency trading, and explained to me that basically. The CEOs don't even understand what's going on. They they can't grasp it. Is it is such complicated math, and um, yeah, stocks are being traded at fractions of a second. The average day trader, the person who plays with a little bit of their money in the stock market, cannot compete with that. There's just right there. There is it is a casino, and there is a you know, but it's a casino where you can buy edges. You know, you can buy advantages. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Someone has. They're c- counting cards, and you're a mildly ret- retarded guy, <laughs> like, just going. Uh, right, right. I got a thirteen. Should I hit? Like, yeah. Right. From in, in, <laughs> a, in on a convention from Iowa. Yes. Exactly. Know. And it is completely unfair. And he, that's why he's a whistleblower. I forgot his name. I just interviewed him for something. But he said that the single greatest national security threat is this, um, and it's a big. Oh, how is that? How I, I missed that step. The how the, it is a national security threat? Because uh, the because. Computers are trading massive amounts of stocks at fractions of a second. We could lose five thousand points in the middle of the day, right? Which has happened. You know, the, in London there was the the trader who added an extra zero. We or- could have a, another depression, another even worse at the whim of computers, and it's why I don't like Obama. Oh god, I finally I finally got to that. I feel better. Got to it. Uh, because in '08, this this horrible thing happened to the Earth, which was. People, uh, Wall Street destroyed the economy. And instead of doing something about it, we just handed the money, said, do whatever you want, and uh, we need to get health care, which is a, a, an important issue. But national, national security is on the line with what's going on at Wall Street, and they are, com- they are back to what they were doing, obviously, as you're, as you're reading this. And 
yeah, people getting sick and uh, pre-existing conditions. That's that's something emotional, and you can get behind, and it's going to be his legacy. But he is in the pocket of Wall Street, and he Absolutely. should have done something, and he has done nothing. Right, and and he has not been. You know, you've got someone like Ron Paul, twenty sixteen. When's the next twenty sixteen? No, Rand Paul. Rand Paul. No. And Ayn Rand Paul, all of them. <laughs> no, I mean, you've got someone like Elizabeth Warren who's been championing this stuff, and Obama has not been getting behind him because Obama got more money from the banks than you know than, what? Than Romney did. In, fuck Rebel in, Wilson. She's my celebrity. I, I would fuck uh, Elizabeth Warren. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd, I mean, she would, you know, I'd probably get a, a PhD out of it. I'd probably learn <laughs> quite a bit about the world. And also, you know, I give good back rubs. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, God, her. I need a massage real bad. I'd fuck her. Not bad enough to ask Steve for one, but I, I do need I'll one. give you one later. No, that's I've, right. I've got magic fingers. I'm good. <laughs> All right. So write your congressman. Say, do something about um, Wall Street. It it needs regulation. I know uh, yeah. the Tea Party says, no, let the markets be free. This is what happens when markets are free. Uh, technocrats? Is that a word? Yeah, technocrats. Tech, techno, techno nerds take over, and who knows who is going to hack in and do something horrible, and someone all of a sudden, 100 million people are going to lose half of their pensions I, overnight. Last night on, on The Daily Show, Alan Greenspan, who used to be the head of the Fed, was on, and he, in his new book, he it basically is about how... He originally believed that banks could self-regulate, and then through the whole the whole recession, his little thought experiment was completely wrong, and he found that he just, oh yeah he, you know, he fucked he, this country up too right pretty, but he he admitted that regulation is necessary to create a, a stable economy, and so that's just a, a pretty you know remarkable. Uh, revelation, of course. Yeah, Jews, sucks. Jews never admit they're wrong. I, I, yeah, I, well, my, my mom would never do that. It, of course, it happens after he's you out destroyed of power. the world's economy. Now I didn't. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> come on, you did. You're no. you're holding the football in your hand. Yes, the your button is your finger is on the button. No, no, it's no, not. No, 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 it's not. Uh, but it it sucked that he admitted to it. After he could do to nothing sell some, about it, right. to sell some, to sell some books. books, right? Because the motherfucker needs more money. We need yeah. beheadings back. I really think yeah. we need to bring. There needs to be some. This government shutdown annoyed me, and I, and yeah. Yeah. we need to start chopping people's heads off in public squares. Oh, speaking of that, Ooh. Facebook has now yay changed its policy and will allow beheading clips to return to its site. Thank Jehovah. They had, a, they had a ban on them because, <laughs> but thanks to the I, first uh, fucking amendment, yeah. we can now have beheadings back on there. But and what a joy that is! But if you show a nipple, yeah. boom, you're out. God forbid. What if? Chop, what if it's a guillotine off. chopping off a tit? Ow. Hmm. <laughs> Harumph, I say. <laughs> Somebody I don't know might, about this Facebook. Somebody, good day, sir. Good day. Good day. Good day, sir. <laughs> but I said good day. So what what can we, the common people, do about this uh, terrifying uh, brink of disaster computer algorithms taking over the world and destroying our economy? Well, gold, I mean, baby. Buy gold. buy gold. Get off the grid. Yeah, I mean, I think the one, the one Stuff problem my mattress is... With join, join me at the Smod Compound. Smod yeah. Pound. You look at who has... Kevin, Kevin Smith and the 40,000 comic books. We're going to live underground. There's going to be... Uh, I don't know. You look at who has influence in... It's fucking Road Warrior with Kevin Smith. Yeah, I mean, you've got like... The Koch brothers stand to make $100 billion if the, the Keystone pipeline goes through, mm-hmm. you know, potentially. Mm-hmm. Uh and they are one of the biggest supporters of a Republican Congress. Right. You know, and you've got these bankers who are incredibly influential lobbyists. So you start by reforming, uh, 
the the campaign process so that it, we have government funded campaigns where you don't take outside money. So then, the, yeah, why aren't we doing that? Then the why aren't the we doing Congress that? people are actually beholden to the people, their constituents, and not to lobbyists. Right. That's, why, that's why is the that, bottom line. It was why, very simple. Although I asked my dad in the 08 crash, he's a PhD in economics, taught at Berkeley, knows his shit. I said, what should we do? He went, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but that's really more my dad. He just, I don't know. You know, it's very complicated. Fucking Acad- yeah. academics don't know no, what to do. Fucking econ- Read Ian Bremmer's book, uh, whatever it's called, The Death of Capitalism. The end of capitalism. Behead all bankers. Behead all bankers. No, China, Venezuela, um, Saudi Arabia, they are all state capitalism. They control, they're not, China isn't communism. They don't control the means of production. They control parts of it to stabilize the economy, which we do in some ways. And the crash in 08 was Obama's 9-11. It was, after 9-11, Bush did whatever the fuck he wanted. Clearly, he in, I, did he invade Cleveland? I care. It was some horrible, <laughs> off, horrible, man. awful place we that we used. <laughs> so I, I thought Obama should have nationalized a bank. There should be yeah. a, a bank that you can put your money in. That there's a rate of return. And again, I am a moron. I work in the television industry. Uh, I went to public high school, private <laughs> university, but public high school. But I, I, I'm reading this book and looking at these countries that are having unbelievable growth, and it, you need. The private sector, you need corporations to screw people over and make money. That's how wealth is created. But you also need (laughs) roads. You need infrastructure. And right now, we don't have a bank that you can put your money in that it it will be there later. I mean, the FDIC is a good thing, but I thought that was the perfect time to national. Take one of those fucking retard banks and say, it's United States Bank now and put your money in here and it'll, it'll be there when you die and you want to give it to your kid. So. Hmm. That's what I would recommend. So send me your money, and I will start. <laughs> the start national bank. The national bank. So U.S. Bank is the United States. It's going to be called a smank. Oh man! Well, I got I to get my money back. That's misleading. That's that's uh, misleading advertising. Yeah. It's all it's about totally it's, for that. It, leverage went from three to one to like thirty to one. You know, leverage being that they would have that you have to keep a certain amount of money in the fucking bank, and you can go yeah. invest it. And then it was like, no, it's all out and in crappy investments. And when people want their money, it's oh. Oh, you want your money now? No, yeah. it's uh, it's all toxic assets, and go fuck yourself. Oh, but a hundred grand of it is protected by the FDIC. Well, hundred grand ain't a lot of money to someone who's retired. I, I think yeah. it's up to two fifty now. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Um, I stand corrected. Somebody sent an email to Brian Cranston, and it went to started like like this. I wanted to write you this email. So um, glad we're out of politics. Oh, <laughs> that was actually my favorite political discussion we've ever had. Oh, there you because go. Because it got me good and scared. Yeah, you should be scared. And we had a solution. We fixed yeah. the problem. Send me your yeah, money. There it is. <laughs> Care of this morning, Smodco, Smo. Smo. Um, I, I've just finished watching, watching a marathon of uh, Breaking Bad from episode one to the, to the final uh, eight episodes of the sixth season. I've never watched anything like it. Brilliant. Your performance as Walter White was the best acting I have seen ever. That was from... Uh, and then it wait, goes wait, let me on, guess, let me on guess. And on. Gushing, gushing, gushing. Um, okay, uh, thank you. Uh, that kind of work slash artistry is rare, and when once in a while it occurs, as in this epic work, it restores confidence. You and all the cast are the best actors I've ever seen. This may sound like a, a good lung full of smoke blowing, but it is not. It is <laughs> regards Darren Houston. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, 
no, no, no, no, no. Yes, 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 yes. There you yes. go. Yeah. You know what? Instead of that drop, I want the Billy Idol one from White Wedding when he goes, ow, because that really sounds like he's stepping on a nail. Oh, I love that. But we'll, we'll get that for next time. But that has right. to be for different, uh, a, a different, different mode. levels of hack jokes that I <laughs> spit out. I read this before, so I know who it is. I don't. I'm fascinated. It's an act, a famous actor. Actually, I checked out and was looking on Twitter. But go on. <laughs> It's just like being, I was interacting like, with like being, fans. It's That's like what being we're at doing. Home. <laughs> That's what we're doing when we had these microphones on. Oh, right. <laughs> that was from. He's that. he's listening to the Nerdist. He's not listening to the yeah, show. Right. Yeah, in, in his cones. Uh, that was hands. <laughs> that was Anthony Hopkins. Hey now, Tony. As I he call likes him to be Sir Anthony Hopkins. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so and he's a fan of Brian Cranston. How do you get a hold of it? Brian Cranston's email. Uh, one of the other actors posted it on Facebook. No, how did. Tony through, Hopkins through, get through a hold the, of Brian. Oh, oh. they have oh, yeah, the same yeah, agent. Yeah, yeah. Ah. We are, and we are, uh, if he wants to be on TV so bad, why doesn't he just tell his managers? <laughs> yeah. And why didn't he do it in season five? Right. Like, yeah, he could right. Have a chance to be on season six. That's nice, though. I yeah, mean, it's refreshing to see uh, get your balls washed. Uh, another actor yeah. blowing smoke up another actor. Another actor. Yeah. Never yes, heard yes, that refreshing. before. And the thing is, I don't think <laughs> Anthony Hopkins is the greatest actor in the world. Bite your tongue. Did you, Elephant Man? Come on. Uh, Legends of the Fall. Okay. Well, he's he's checked out. He's Where, old. <laughs> he's fucking been act- at a certain point of you know. I saw this with the 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 British actor I worked with when I first moved out here, Mr. Oh, Sir Gar- Gary Oldman. Sir, Sir Garrett. He's been knighted yet, has he? He's not. No. And he, I don't think he's he, going to. He, he, I, I was. He's an amazing actor, and he had he had checked out. There's a certain yeah. a certain point when the scripts suck, and wait, I'm not getting. You don't get paid for being in the Elephant Man. You get paid for being in that Chris Rock movie where they're a CIA agent and oh, yeah. I, who fucking knows. So you do a couple of those and you know, you just kind of you lose the the fire. But and, until you, you see breaking and Bad. And then you see breaking you, you Bad. You do Hannibal Lecter and Sounds of the Lambs and you're like, Well, I got I have nothing else to prove. But yeah. when he was on uh the uh uh Legends of the Fall after his stroke, I was like, he's doing Robin Williams doing Popeye because you know he's like scrunches up the top of his stroke-y. face and like yeah, and it's just it's the saddest, most comical thing. And you know how do you direct Sir Anthony Hopkins? You let him do what the fuck he wants. Right. That's why, I'd, uh, yeah, his. I don't think he's all that. But Hannibal Lecter was great. Yeah. Um, it's funny that what you were just talking about checking out. Like this weekend, I was at a party. As a matter of fact, ooh, thanks um, for inviting me. It's it was right. a birthday party. Uh, someone you don't know. Um, a party's a party. Fuck, I'm, I'm good at parties. The uh, and fun. There, there was a writer there who was working on a TV show, uh, a sitcom, where he's like, yeah, basically we just sit around uh, making each other laugh because apparently the the showrunners, the they basically write every episode and they don't delegate out and they're they're kind of. You know, they just hole up in their offices and then they write right. everything themselves. And then so all these so other network guys, show, yeah, network show, not not out yet. Can you can you make a good show on network television? I don't. That's think not it's what I'm talking possible. about. Okay, <laughs> so put a, put a pin in that. We'll <laughs> put get a, put, there. Yeah, we'll we'll get back to that. <laughs> Come back to that. Uh, and my friend, you know, he's my age, and and Oof. I was saying like, wow, like if you were in your 20s and that, ha- and he's like, yeah, and it's a. I, I said, you know, doesn't that bother you that that you don't get to write? And he's like, yeah. Like if you're in your 20s and you get on a, a network show, you want to be. You're so excited to to show your stuff, right? And then now he's in his 40s. He's got three kids, and he's like, "Yeah, it's a pretty good gig." There's free coffee. Yeah, like we get get lunch every day delivered to us. We make each other laugh. It's a fun crew. That's depressing. Yeah, but 
you know, it's it's what goes back to what Sir Gary, future Sir Gary Oldman, uh, said. You know, or not said, but did in his career. Checked out. This isn't the guy that also told you he could never make Breaking Bad. He kind of admitted. No, that this he was is a, dif- a, a different hack. You a, know, a different hack. I know. You know some hacks. Hacks. Yeah, I know <laughs> the Marty U story. That is the weird because I am in the middle of something now, uh, which I wanted to do it on a network, and now it's going to. Uh, uh, company that Michael Eisner started a, a digital studio, so it's blah blah blah. It's it's I, I'm out of the the network game, and I'm making so little money. But it it, it really is. I, I fight that. Like I don't want to be. You know, I I I was on a sitcom. I guess I was thirty. No, I was in my twenties. You know, and it was my first job, and it was it was fantastic. But uh, I've been a hack for so long. I want to do something good. <laughs> and you look at TV, and you go, "Wow, this is fucking horrible." And then you look at the other, the other side of TV, and you go, "This is amazing." And it, that is the you, that fork in the road is: Do you want to make money, or do you want to do something good? Right. And no, that's Vince Gilligan true. wanted to do something good, and he did Breaking Bad. Uh, and it was, you know, a success. And Larry David made a shitload of money in the mainstream media medium and then said, okay, now I want to make something that's more, more personal to me by making a show about me. Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, and that's, that's a wonderful luxury to have. But I was watching, um, I was watching some network pilots figuring we'd talk about it and figuring I got to do my research and please do tell just network television just sucks. Like it just sucks. It's so watered down the the fact that you know, ten people sitting in a room can't come up with a joke over the course of a half an hour episode. It's just ridiculous. It's not the ten people. It's the there are so many layers, it, and it's why I'm involved with this company because I don't want layers. I want one point of contact. You want a voice, one smart yeah. guy who gets it. Not right. there's usually you a, need stu- a voice a, and a vision, a studio and uh, a network and suits the scripts always start funny so watered or down. they start smart and then they go through and this. so like the studio yeah. network are part of the same family so you've got it's abc so but abc has a studio and abc has a network and so or or nbc or or any of these networks uh and you know i have a friend who has has a network deal and he's been developing stuff and they just shat on everything that he produced even the things that they commissioned from him then they went to the network with it and the network was like we're not interested in this, uh, this type of thing. And like, so there's that disconnect between the network and the, their own studio where they're not even speaking the same language. Why is nobody no. interested in fixing that system in, in spite of the fact that the people in, in cable who aren't, who are working outside of that system have had such great success? But because they're all looking for the next two and a half men. They're all looking for the next, uh, how I met your mother. These are, those are, which are unwatchable shows, uh, yeah. not to a bunch of people who watch it, you know, like religiously right. to, for, but to answer his question, it's, it, it, it really is. I want to keep my job because I, thing, I yeah. got into, I, right. it, it's, and no, they're still making money. But the people that do that want to. There's always someone above them. Well, you know, my boss Jerry, he likes. So we need to make the script and make it more like this. And it's still in his boss. He reports to so and so. Yeah. This show I did on Oxygen that's not even out yet. It was all done, and then a, a new administration came in, and they're like, "Nope, just let's change everything." Mm. And so now yeah. it's just it. It goes through. A horse made my committee ends up a cow. You know, it doesn't have any kind of singular vision. And HBO doesn't give notes. That's, I mean, they do like a little bit, but they're more, 
they're they're not driven the way a network is driven because they don't have to a studio and then this yeah. and then this. It, it, it's <laughs> it, it's it's it, and again back to this this Eisner company that has money and develops and I don't want to go to networks. I don't uh, this show idea is too good. Right. Not, it's not me. It's just it, I happened to you know it's the Silk Road thing. It like happened at the at the right time. But I don't want to. Uh, this friend of mine, you know, sold the show to Fox. He did this video called "Girls in L.A." It was like some sort of viral thing, like a song, hip hop thing about ding dong girls, and they developed it into a show at Fox. <laughs> it will never see the light. He knows it. It's just right. it's yeah. gone. It's like oh yeah, buy that show, and it, they have such enormous capital, so they can just buy things and just tie it up for no reason. Yeah. But right. he knows this will get developed, and then hey, I mean, the, the two and a half men guy farted into a jar, and we bought it, and it's on the air. Yeah, it, it, uh, you know uh, what's his name, the newsroom guy. He scribbled some Sorkin. Sorkin wrote yeah, something on a napkin, Sorkin. so we bought it, and it's we ordered twelve of them. Yeah, and your little show will just well, right. we're not. And well, then they it. order them, and then they get written, yeah. but then they languish. And it, the the other model is to produce a dozen things for much less money. You know, that's or, what this company, or half a dozen this, things this for company, much less this money. This company will make eight, six to eight episodes right. if they don't sell it to a studio. So they, the, they have like an actual business model. At the end of that process, right. yeah. no, no, I, I, I'm very impressed with it. At the end of that and, process, and you, you've spent the, the same amount of money, but you have actual product. You yeah. know, right. yeah. And what it means is it, it, the margins for the the talent and the the, the writers and producers is, is smaller. Ain't nobody getting rich. Nobody. It's but I would rather get, get the but show done. We didn't done. come here to get rich. Oh, we I can, did. I will. If this <laughs> thing hits, <laughs> if you wanted to get rich, you should have gone to law school. And you I know, came here to make stuff. Or gone to business school. I just came here to make stuff. Sure. Yeah, and I'd rather I'd rather work, you know, 10 months out of the year producing stuff than work 1 month out of the year, you know, for something that never makes it on the air. But this right. is the these people are the future. Like this is an independently financed company. They will try and sell this show that I sold them to networks to buyers, and if they don't, they'll produce it probably for England, which then they'll own the remake and it'll be, you know, right. a, the the BBC show, yeah. whatever I call it, will then come to America. I, I, I love it, but That's I'm great. going through Congratulations. the now because I'm looking at the deal. And I'm like, I can't, li- I got to get a job now because I, I can't yeah. live off this money. It's horrible, horrible money. <laughs> well, um, here's one. I got one for you to sell. Okay. Or to pitch at least. Let's try to sell this. All right. Uh, serial killer. Turned, I'm in. No, I'm done. Turned puppeteer. Oh. Fighting his now urges to kill. <laughs> Silence of the Lamb Chop. Boom, there it is. Sell it. Where's it? That's Anthony Chewbacca Hopkins. right there. Oh, my God. Can there be a time-traveling cop in it who speaks an iambic pentameter <laughs> yes. with a stripper who lives in an iron lung, and they all solve crimes <laughs> in the is. 70s? That, that's that's the key. Period piece. Period piece with a serial killer. In yeah. an upholstered van crossing the country. <laughs> Soinks! <laughs> oh, A.K.A. Scoob. A.K.A. Scoob! <laughs> so, yeah, TV is a, is, a, is a nightmare, but at the same time... So. The, Utopia can be made out of the same nightmarish system. Well, yeah, I, the English system is much different. Yes. Yeah. Well, ne- yeah, network TV is horribly run, but no one wants to change it because people make $250,000 a year and up to sit in rooms and go, yeah, can we just say, you know, um, can we just soften that right, a right. bit? Can we, can, make, can we make uh, the sister a small black orphan? I literally have yeah. had notes from execs like, can you make it 14% funnier? And, and like, wh- where'd you go to college? <laughs> what the 14%. fuck does that mean? 14%? <laughs> I can go as high as 12, but uh, yeah, I'm going to have 14. to circle back with I'm my not, partners. I'm not a miracle <laughs> man. What the fuck? Like, that's not a note. That's a fucking, that, that's a math, that's an SAT question. <laughs> so these people have jobs they're not actually talented 
I mean, I've met some good execs, and they are they're they're rare. But there's it's uh, there is just this huge infrastructure of people in Los Angeles who make their living doing this. And why change it? I'm I got a good job. Keep the studio rolling, make the hits. Um, and it's coming up against the audience is changing. You know the 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 millennials don't watch not even don't watch TV. They don't have TV. Right. They don't own it. They're like, what the fuck? You pay for goddamn direct TV and don't get the fucking Patriots on fucking Sunday and 130 a month. I got to watch it on my goddamn computer <laughs> like a fucking animal. Oh, I cannot wait to cut the cord. I, I will mail a, bar- a bowel movement to fucking direct TV's headquarters. Eat this bag of shit. <laughs> Darren tweeted in saying that good, N- good afternoon. NBC canceled all their freshmen and sophomore oh, companies last year. They last are the year. fucking worst. And, that is um, the wor- they are a seventh place network. And then they are behind yeah. tele- uh, uh, Telemundo and ESPN. And Chuck Lorre basically runs all the comedies and CBS. Yako just started watching Luther, which is a very good show, but it's not an American show. So, um, yeah. I, I, have you seen any? new shows this this year this is going out to everybody what new sh- shows um are, are you watching that you like network um, shows network shows not you know yeah i loved news. lucky like seven it was amazing <laughs> it was canceled mid-airing they're like we're just gonna run a laverne and shirley it went Fuck to commercial and never came now back. hi i'm the president of this network i'm sorry for the, f- yeah. the first two acts of the show he's in his pajamas he's from pajamas home going, show? lucky sorry. exactly lucky seven what, what was lucky seven it's a drama about a bunch of ding-dongs who won the lottery or something oh I, I yeah don't know. i don't right. fucking know I I, Brooklyn Nine Nine is growing on me. I, I, I the think pilot was all right. Yeah, it's funny. It's not haha funny, but I, I do not enjoy Andy Samberg on camera. He might be a good writer, but I, I find him Off there's putting. just no weight to any of his characters. It's 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 just pure sketch comedy fluff. And I was sad that that uh, oh Ironsides? Ironsides got canceled. Oh, did it? It was really? such a good yeah. script. <laughs> got canceled. No. Did it air? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It aired like two episodes, I think. Oh, man. Sleepy Hollow was all Well, first right. of all, you can't take an old white guy in a wheelchair and turn him into a young, hip black guy. I don't think that that formula works. But I mean, Blair not, not in, in, in his 50s. He's probably older than Raymond Burr was. In, He's not in his 50s, is he? Yeah, sure. but I black mean, don't crack. Yeah. I love it. Blair yeah. Underwood, they think of him as, uh, who did Blair Underwood play in, in the 80s? Uh, Russell Simmons in... Uh, Crush Groove. That's a great movie. If you haven't seen that, yeah, there's nice. some there are some superfluous shots of him with his shirt off doing chin ups in the beginnings <laughs> of scenes. Like wh- what? He's like, yeah, hey, I'm gonna do the scene with my shirt off. Yeah, because I'm I'm good looking. Like, <laughs> yeah, you could tell he called that. Yeah, one. We were flooded audible. with with recommendations. Yako said there none, no good shows, and Lou said, uh, I'm sorry, Louisa said uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine is pretty pretty good. I don't want pretty good. I want great. Meanwhile, Parks and Recreation got canceled, not canceled, but pushed till the next year. Um, I, I like how uh, I like how much Sleepy Hollow has bitten off. That it's like it's combining the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse with the Ichabod Crane folktale and putting it in modern day. And all. But it just turned into Freak of the Week as soon as it, as soon as it got going. And I was thinking about this because it, uh, that made me check out right away because it just felt formulaic. Uh, we yeah. have this huge mythology, and now this week we have to fight a witch, and next week we'll have to fight 
something yeah. else. It's it's um, Brothers Grimm yeah, meets yeah. Supernatural meets. But I was thinking about that. That's exactly how Buffy the Vampire Slayer started. That's and true. I, I came it to was really vampires, love it was that demons. Show. It was like one week it was Frankenstein, the next yeah, week yeah. it was the Mummy, whatever the hell. Yeah. But I, I grew to really love that show. I don't know if I went back if it would hold up. I think my standards have changed as yeah. you know we've come into this golden age of, of cable television. I think my standards have just changed and. Yeah. The kind of watered-down storytelling you have to tell on network TV just isn't isn't going to cut it. Same with Agents of Shield. I mean, it had yeah. Louisa likes finds it entertaining. But I find that apparently a prerequisite for becoming an agent of Shield is super being hot, a shitty actor. Uh, yeah. Super hot, shitty actor. So much wooden <laughs> acting on that show. Oh my, oh my god. god! Yeah, I have watched now. Yeah, even and... like the nerds are hot in that yeah. uh, show. Yeah. yeah. Um, Allison Jones likes Sleepy Hollow, The Blacklist, and The Goldbergs. And that looked Jeff, interesting, uh, but Jeff it looked Garland's yeah, sitcom. yeah. It's it takes place in the eighties, right? Yeah. Philadelphia. Jeff uh, likes the. Um, he's interested in the Almost Human show with Carl Urban. Not familiar with that. I wish that's what it was called. The Almost Human show with Carl Urban. <laughs> he's almost human. <laughs> no, that's the one. Um, your your man McCoy from Star Trek, Carl Urban, and he's yeah. he's a cop in the future, and he's partnered with a it's, it's a time traveling time cop. traveling. Cop. Oh my god! Yeah, he's go. partnered with a hooker who lives in Iron Lung. So the lamb chop it'll sell. He's partnered with the um, what do you call it? It's not a robot. It's a an android. <laughs> oh, something. Here we go. Bitty bitty bitty. Heads up! Heads up! That was television. See, the, the, all those people grew up with those shows when you. Look back at the '80s in American television. People, they we just watched two rednecks drive around in a car, and a fat guy, yeah. go, you know, and a cop going, get, 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 get. "That was his fucking catchphrase." <laughs> and it was like Friday night, twenty-nine million people watched this horseshit. Yeah. And now there are, you know, I could look at porn till my eyes pop out of my head. Like, what, do you, what do you got, television? Oh, well, a wacky dad trying to raise. <laughs> what happened? Where? Wait, what? I blacked out. What the fuck? <laughs> I, I read all the pilots, and they're horrible. They're, and all the one, and I just get them in you know PDFs, and I don't know who they're for. And everyone I made notes on, like I like this HBO Showtime. There's this HBO show called People in New Jersey, written by Bruce Kaplan, who wrote on uh, Six Feet Under, and it's fucking awesome. Yeah. And I think it's Sarah Silverman and oh, yeah, yeah, somebody yeah. else. And I'm like, that's a great script. It felt like an indie movie. And there's this thing called The Affair on Showtime. Uh, forward in time over this couple that cheat on one another. And I was like, this is great. This is interesting. And you don't you don't have to uh, blow shit up. And you don't have to. It's vampires, time traveling, solving crimes against <laughs> demons in the future in an iron lung. Bitty 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 comes like it, it, it. They're they're getting so high concept and so crazy, but you just have to make an interesting show and not talk down to the audience. But yeah. the audience that is still watching television who hasn't figured out that there's porn free flying through the air, <laughs> those are the same people who are subscribing to Playboy. Like, oh, look at her knockers. Like, yeah. uh, I, I what? That's yeah. still around. Still okay, around. who still it, masturbates to printed? <laughs> yeah, porn. I haven't looked at printed porn and <laughs> Topher Grace is also in People in New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, it's I a, liked it. Topher it was Grace. a really good script. That's a I, great cast. And I went, oh, Patty well, Lupone. But HBO makes shorter orders, twelve to thirteen per per season, which yeah. network does longer and longer. Right. And uh, they also don't all develop and premiere at the same time, which yeah. is fucking 
retarded. Dumb. September. Hey, you got nothing going on. You're not like back in school or the summer's <laughs> over and the kids are now up your ass. Why don't you watch 30 to 70 new shows? All like <laughs> who has fucking time? Yeah. It, it is amazing. I mean, it, it is still a glory time for TV because people are watching, you know, they're they're talking about TV more than they are about movies. It's mm-hmm. just not network. Yeah. TV. Oh, movies yeah. suck. Yeah. Let me let me show you a glorious time in TV. Bitty, when we bitty, were bitty, when bitty, we bitty, were bitty, Mel Blank, man. Mel Blank, fucking Mel and, Blank. But does did anyone not uh, notice that it was a penis? Oh, <laughs> so Twiggy was a penis. We are looking at a, a a picture of Twiggy, and he's got Doctor Theopolis. Doctor, doctor, not yeah. Doctor Theopolis. Is he, is he a PhD or yeah. that's a medical doctor? <laughs> and nobody that's thought, a fucking Simon. <laughs> nobody thought fucking <laughs> yeah. the AD. But here's a crazy thing: nobody thought. Let's put. We've created this Doctor Theopolis uh, robot. Let's not bother giving him legs. Let's have him no. get carried around by Dr. a retarded robot. By a retarded robot. <laughs> Can with someone a penis get to head. the bottom of that? Is it Doctor Theopolis MD or PhD? There's a whole. I think it's MD. MD. PhD. I went to Stanford and got my PhD at Yale. I think it was voiced by Darren Houston. Houston. <laughs> but there's a whole race of those uh, 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 disc, disc shaped disc um, doctors. Doctors who have to be carried around by <laughs> other robots. That was there? there? I, I don't remember, remember that. that. They would all be set oh, yeah, up they, in a yeah. room and they would have like these a trope intellectual oh, discussions. Right. They're like a, like a show. That was on fucking television. And that's then, fucking. Uh, for and shame. Then, and then these other little robots would have to come in and carry them off because they, they, re- they hadn't figured out how to roll yet. Or how to put legs on, on robots. That, on that. On that smart one, yeah. robots, you yeah. know. Some Ricardo Montalban looking motherfucker with a hawk wig. Like, that was it? Yeah, yeah. Hawk he was man. dope. Pretty much. Okay, I think it was just hawk, actually. It's hawk. They should redo it. His ship looked like a falcon. And or he had the probably feather, a hawk, yeah. actually. Helmet. A hawk. Yeah. yeah. Was it a feather helmet or was he? Did he have feather hair? I, I never knew. Was, I never. I never, I figured never that knew. One out. I, we'll never know. We'll never know. They should redo it. And like in that room with all the smart robots, they should have like a Roomba, a brown <laughs> Roomba, just fucking. I didn't get into school. Like causing all. No, no. Just creating the new like legislation for the world, the 30th century. What do you? What say you, Roomba? You'll never find someone as hot as Aaron Gray. Oh, okay, the, the purple 13 spandex. episodes in South Park failed to deliver this past Wednesday. That I can't believe that didn't get bigger news uh, uh, coverage. That's kind of crazy. So, you know, South Park, they deliver their... Oh, their right. they, held, they did a documentary on it. Right, they, six days of... To, six days to air. Yeah, where basically they write it... They write the, it on a Thursday and air it the following wednesday yeah like it is there's not come thursday morning there's no show they just i worked in a building next to them and i i could tell they were airing because tuesday the food truck showed up and there's just 200 dudes who look like they haven't <laughs> slept in days right. just eating you know tacos and, and like, apparently it's like <laughs> apparently there's a high turnover there not only because of the stress but because also uh, stone and parker are incredibly demanding of their writers you know which is understandable I and mean, the show is consistently great this season is very good uh but this past wednesday they had a power outage they had a power and outage they lost three everything. hours and yeah they couldn't they couldn't all their stuff is computer based you know and uh but what does it ma- like what is this airing like it's, it's this new this archaic idea that it, it's just dump it when it's done like i don't does anyone watch it live? Dump it when it's done. Yes, they do. It Get her done. done. Dump, Dump it when, when it's done. done. It's a new a couple, Usher song, a isn't it? A couple million people watch Dump it live. It when it's done. And they, they, those people are counted on for advertising and whatnot. Archaic. But change the system. Doing it. Why? 
they they've got they're making money off that system. Not for long. <laughs> not if I have my way. <laughs> yeah. The bank, the not ba- when the Bank of the Steve, Bank of Steve will finance this, <laughs> a new Hollywood. I will stand on the shoulders of giants and crush the Jews that created this town. <laughs> A half a half breed Jew will rise to the top. I'm I'm half Jewish. Yeah, I mean, when I first read it, I was like, oh, they finally must have crashed. They ran out of Adderall and uh, had a big brain fart. But no, they were they were ready to go, and they were sitting in their offices the whole time without power. But that's why that show is good because a half hour sitcom is written three months before it's aired, and then eh, as you get closer to, to in the pre Steve model. Yes. Yeah. Well, no. They they are the mo- they are the current working model. Right. Right. I'm, but I'm when you write something funny, it's it it has this shelf life, and then you start questioning it. You start picking it apart, and then eh, some network notes, and it starts like everything starts good, but if it, it, it has expiration date, you got to get it into the pipeline before it's been overthought and over noted, etc. And they, I mean, obviously they don't have notes, but they just shit a show out. Like that's. Yeah. How you do it? You don't. If they had taken months and months to think about it, you second guess yourself, and that's the first rule of comedy: is don't think, just speak. Yeah. <laughs> or at least my <laughs> my rule, my improv style. Go go. No, yeah, just go. To think. Yeah, just go. Don't worry. But nah, we know yeah. that line isn't funny anymore. You've heard it three fucking thousand yeah. times. Everyone should watch Six Run. Days to Air. I think you can watch it on uh, Comedy Central or Netflix. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. Yeah, or and, it was at one point, and it is. Uh, such an uh, an inspirational. What it, it's inspirational, but it's also like Jesus Christ. Those motherfuckers work hard, right. and they. Uh, it's it's like us. We don't prepare the show. No, we just do it. Just we just go, go for it. Just go. <laughs> Get it done. Uh, I had. I was going to do my haiku segment, but now because. Uh, you know, you're what? We're not, allowed, we're not allowed to prepare. So. I, I'm not pre- I prepared. Oh. Some haiku. It have to be spontaneous haiku. And I don't. I don't do that. Which is a band. <laughs> no. uh, yeah. It's what should we just call it? The top of the hour. What the hell, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah. We're deciding it's the top of the hour, and you're listening to the Smod Coast it's Morning Show. Arbitrary on top the of Smodcast the Internet Radio Networks. Get your tweets in to at Nooner Dan Marty Nooner Podcast Gmail dot com. Thanks for listening. So oh, I, you sound so sincere, Marty. I, but I have, here's the question to the the fans: Are there more than one <laughs> fan? How many? Uh, over the past week, I uh, have run into several podcasting luminaries, pod- podfathers, if yes. you will. I sat at a movie next to uh, oh Adam Carolla. Podfathers. Uh, podfathers. Oh, you should make that up right now. Yes. And wow. uh, the other day, I was at an ice cream store, and Chris Hardwick was behind me with his girlfriend. Oh, nice. I almost punched her in the face because she was going to cut me. I'm like, don't, <laughs> don't fuck with me. But you know, and it's like these are people that I I, I listen to their podcasts here, there. Actually, Lance Mountain pretty much listens to them i'm yeah. here in the bathroom just blasting the nerdist she, i don't know if she doesn't li- listen to the show as much because she basically lives in this podcast with me so <laughs> i can imagine she's had enough but I, I, it's weird because i'm listening to one of these people on my walk or in the car or walking my retarded dog and then there they are just in my neighborhood and what would the fan 
say to us, like if they if they had come to L.A. and saw Marty you, you know, quietly weeping at a noodle store in San Gabriel Valley, like, like w- w- only because it was so delicious. This is the best right. meal of my life. If only Maria Bamford were here, uh, what, what would you like? What would you say? What would I you don't know? know why you get it in your mind that I'm somehow heartbroken by by this. It's that, just a great running gag, Marty. Yeah, stay out of the way. Stay out of the way of the, of the, Shut of up, the freight Watterson. train that is that running gag. Mar- Marty's Marty's improv style is why and. <laughs> Why are you doing this? And I don't get what it's. Yes, and yes, I wish Maria Bamford would. Anyway, no, I'm adding. But what would they if you ran into us? Um, a, I would be frightened, especially with the hoosted. Hoosted. Why is that so fucking hard? Hello, Stephen. It's Darren. I would just. I would probably poop myself. <laughs> this planet. I'm going Houston. to kill you now. I'd like to kill you. <laughs> I'm going to eat your skin. As you always suspected, I am a robot. Yeah, or Darren would come. He would wear like a black, like middle-aged guy costume. Like, hey, what's happening, man? What are you doing? But it's truly it is I, Darren Houston. I will harvest your flesh and, and make. A, <laughs> I will confit you, serve you over roasted kale. <laughs> Well, what would what oh would you God. say if you if you ran into these four or five ding dongs in the uh, in the in the jungle? What would you do? Right. I didn't say anything to Chris Hardwick, and I was like, eh, yeah, did I you was watch li- listening to you an hour ago, and oh, hey, there you are, and there you are. Did you watch a show last night that just premiered on Comedy Central at midnight? It's no. called At Midnight. No, oh, no. I, what's I, the format? I, I taped it. I know who's the host? Chevy Chase? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I think it's at midnight with Chris Hardwick. Oh, Chris Hardwick. Uh, doesn't he have enough shows? Fuck. I know. Calm I know. down, bro. He's a busy little elf. Leave some of us other podcasters a little meat on the bones, huh? He's not on G4 anymore. The G4 there isn't, isn't G4, G4 anymore. anymore. Yeah. No one's on it. Oh. <laughs> hmm. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, what would you say to us and why? <laughs> I, you know, I had an interesting encounter with uh, a listener, uh, a gentleman by the name of, he goes by Shoshosan on uh, Twitter. Um, a really nice guy, but the first time he came, it was at the Lovitz. He'd come there for Hollywood Babylon Live, and uh, he comes up to me up in the booth, and he says, DJ James? I'm like, yes, tis I. Tis I. <laughs> and he leans in and he goes, you're in my ear every morning. Just like that. Monotone, deadpan. I mean, the, the same delivery. Security? Yeah, Security. Exactly. I'm buying a gun. <laughs> right? I'm scared shitless. That is horrifying. You're in my ear every morning. Um, so he he doesn't listen to the breaks anymore. <laughs> I think you banned it, him? It, well, no, I didn't ban him. I think <laughs> I, I alienated him. I'm going to see if I can pull this up really quick. Uh, this is what I did to uh, to combat the you're in my ear every morning is i i uh produced a little segment anytime we talked about him on the breaks uh i would run this hang on let me just let it load up here and uh it's very creepy about as creepy as when he actually said it to me so so i think he got put off by that and he stopped listening hold on it's almost loaded um yeah it's good times dead air yeah that's always good times. Here it is. All right. Where are you, Shoshosan? 
This better be worth it. This better be worth it, right? Let, let's let's continue. Right, my hemorrhoid story takes PD, a, literally an hour. Uh, right. PDG said that if he ran into uh, James, I'd ask him if he'd let me look at his PC to work my repair magic. Uh, and yes. He ran into me. He'd ask me to tell him some Dan Etheridge stories. That's what we do on this podcast sometimes. Yes, it is. Uh, he's coming back sometime in November, so... Get your calendars and I sleep all of November for Dan Etheridge. Yes. If I ran into coming. Emily, I'd ask her if she watched The Ecstasy of Order, the Tetris Masters documentary I recommended. Um, <laughs> but you could tweet that. Like, and then Yako. But he wants to see her face. Ask if we do a cameo in his new movie. I hope that's going well, Yako. Uh, you got to. it? Yes, here it is. I just dropped it in. Okay. This is uh, for my old friend, Shoshosan. Whose ear I am in every morning. There it is. You're in my ear. <laughs> that was that was for show show sign. And then he dropped off. He stopped listening after I started running that. Well, because know. you made him sound like a a, a bad <laughs> Buffalo pre- Bill, a bad pre-op, you know, transgendered person who who ran out of estrogen. <laughs> Very specific reference there. <laughs> that's specificity. That's what you heard? Specificity okay. is the heart of something or other. <laughs> well done. Well played. Well played, Thank you. sir. Uh, really? you know, so okay. there was a new meta-analysis that found a correlation between intelligence and faith. All right. We just lost Sounds like a good yeah, time for a bathroom break. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, Makes me so, want to shit. I'm going to go down to the corner <laughs> shop. Anybody need anything? <laughs> just tweet me. So they used... Uh, to answer PDG, uh, that would be fun. I would totally do that with you. I would, uh, if I well, ran into Bill Twatterson, I'd, it's a- Tweeterson, sorry. Sorry. I'd ask if he would allow me to run to a GameStop to buy a Lost Planet 3 game for him to sign. That would I would totally cool. sign that. And then you'd fix my computer, right? <laughs> right. Uh, and then you could teach me how to play PlayStation games. <laughs> so basically, they found that there's a an inverse uh, correlation between um, analytic intelligence and faith. Huh. Uh, and this is across cultures, across religions. Um, what uh, does that mean for me, the common man? I don't know. I don't know. That you're some... Kind of smart, kind of faith-driven. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what I miss? No, I was just t- saying that. <laughs> you got data points on a, on a yeah, graph. Yeah. Oh, Marty read God. a headline, and I couldn't understand what it meant. Oh, that means that the smarter people are, or that it, with analytic intelligence, the less likely they were to have faith. Hmm. So atheism corresponds with... with so I don't believe in God because I'm a genius. Uh or I just happened to not believe in God, and I happen to be a motherfucking genius. Have you guys taken that uh, Kiersey, um Kiersey personality test? What's that? Uh, I, I did it online for free. Uh, it's sort of a psychology test. A lot of random questions. You kind of answer them super quick, maybe 70, 80 questions. And it sort of it gives you a breakdown of what your personality type is, and then from that extrapolates what uh, might be ideal careers suited to that personality type. Did you find it accurate? I think so. Yes. Uh, what did it say about you? I was I was an idealist counselor. Was the uh, was the the gist of it? Idealist. And apparently, there's only three percent of us in the in the in the population. Wow. Um, 
And then it said a bunch of stuff that made me sad that I can't quite remember. That you're <laughs> full of rage. Yeah. No, it didn't say that. It didn't prone it, to. It didn't mention my anger. Prone to unsafe bicycling. <laughs> um, Easy now. My elbow still hurts. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Lou would buy us all a drink if I met any oh, of us. That would be awesome. Um, I, I, I'm an alcoholic, Lou. I can't drink. I'll take, I'll take Steve's drink. I think no. she meant literally a drink we all have to share. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I met. No, I can't talk about that. Oh, no, no, don't be a cock tease. No, it's about alcoholism and someone I know, so I can't. I, that's oh, because oh, uh, they're listening. Well, it, it's possible. It's possible. It's theoretically it possible. It's it not happening. <laughs> Well, I know somebody who uh, told there's mm, there anyhow used a the excuse of a brain disorder. At, uh, okay, wait. If if it's gonna go there, then let's give them a little. That makes it better when yeah. you play sad Hulk music. I like uh, it super distorted. Like yeah, it's, it is. It's, it's almost like it's, it's the rock. Ver- this is the the unplugged. It's a little Skrillexy. It's a yeah. little uh, dubstepy. It's going to break into that right now. Uh, they they had the excuse of their behavior as a brain disorder, and it turns out that they were just a, a, a closet alcoholic. Oh, they like to drink in the closet. I mean, they, <laughs> well, they, they would just drink all day long. But nobody saw this person drink. Oh, yeah. You should drink. You should do drugs and drink with other people. Then you don't have a problem. Yeah, that's right. always been my theory. It's true. It's I think that's true. It's like once you start drinking alone, um, which I've done on occasion. No, more than really? one occasion. Yeah. I might have done was, it. Was there a little food involved too? A little. Oh man, yeah. That's tears of sadness falling into your pho broth. It adds depth. <laughs> it adds umami. It tastes it, like an Ivy League sad person. <laughs> tears of regret. Tears of mm. regret. Tears of lost <laughs> promise. A big hit of ginger too. Mm, this is good. <laughs> is that because I'm Asian, motherfucker? Well, Pho has, uh, yes, it's because you're Asian. <laughs> Where are those hats? I need those hats. We okay, explain the hats. Them. Okay, so uh, there's America was really um, a land of Indians, and then the English came over and conquered the Indians and did horrible things to them. Cut to the 1950s and football. <laughs> we decided. <laughs> I'd give a little backstory to to uh, yes. everything. I love it. Uh, they decided to name some teams in football and baseball uh, rather, after Indians, and not in, not in a nice way. Like yeah. the Cle- well, I guess the Cleveland Indians is kind of that's not that bad. That, that, that's you know. I mean, the grotesque caricature racist logo is bad. A little little, little bit. The Cleveland Indians isn't bad. And the, the uh, Washington Redskins, and uh, there's several others. The Florida, I guess, Florida Seminoles isn't really bad, but. The Indians are mad. They're mad at the. It's out of nowhere. It's just it's no. It's of, been long standing. Well, I know, but it, just, it, it seems to be the. I, I know it's been going on, but I haven't heard of it. And now I just my news feed pops up with. Well, and Bob Costas came out and said that the Washington Redskins wore that that the label was racist. Yes. So a good an, for him. American Indian group put out a. Uh, uh, an ad campaign, and there was a picture of the Cleveland Indians baseball hat, and then next to it, it's it had a picture of a very racist Chinese person, and it said the <laughs> San Francisco Chinaman, and then another baseball hat had a very hook-nosed, just Jewy character, and it said the New York <laughs> Jews. Tea and glasses. I want, I want that hat. I want, I want someone to make too. it. I will so wear it. I want the New York Jew hat, and I this want was the San Francisco <laughs> Chinaman hat yes. for Marty. This is the published by the, or it was in a poster published by the National <laughs> oh, Congress. There it is. 
just... of an of American Indians. Oh my gosh! Like, and... That's actually tame. I thought they could have gone. I was actually joking about having a an entire league made up of racist. Teams and the names. Miami we, Spooks and yeah, like a little ghost yeah, we with big lips. We went much. Oh further. lord, lordy, lordy, we're going to score a basket. Uh, the, the Kansas <laughs> City Kikes. <laughs> well, they're not really the Los Angeles Wetbacks. Yeah, of course. You got to take advantage of the alliteration. I, I mean, that we already have that. They're called the Dodgers. That's true. <laughs> hey, the Doyers. Hey, now, hey, now. The Doyers. That's a fucking penal colony. It's a, it's a lot of fucking... Doyers. Internment camp. Yes. Yeah. So I know the rest of the listeners are all Europeans and watch soccer. Do you have anything like the Amsterdam Nazis or something? Do, they, do you have some sort of like, oh, that's a little fucking <laughs> the Netherlands and Franks, <laughs> just the girl, the girl crying in an the attic. Berlin Blitzkrieg. Yeah. That would be, you know, the, I don't know if that would be appropriate. I don't know if that would work. Yeah, so, like in Australia, are the you know the like some sort of Aborigine thing? I mean, you know, we, every country has people that they despise. Yeah. And then the make- Frankfurter Fourth Reich. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! In uh, nine, in two thousand two, there we go. There was a uh, <laughs> no the University of Northern Colorado, an intramural team. Uh, they chose as their mascot the Fighting Whites, and in fact, there's some also ah. Native American. Uh, uh, High schools that also use that as a mascot. Some fighting, irony. Fighting whiteies. Yeah. yeah. So my sister gave me a T-shirt of like it's a, like a bunch of you know white guys wearing fedoras, holding briefcases, like marching, mm-hmm. and it says "fighting whiteies." So th- this sort of, that concept has been exploited for a while. And uh, but whiteies doesn't hurt. Wait, I don't. I'm not. So hurt. they they made a, enough money where they donated a hundred thousand dollars for a scholarship for um, uh, Native American students at. Uh, oh my god yeah. i found it somebody you, make that hat for me i will wear the new york jew hat <laughs> the san francisco chinaman i think you have I, to be i would like, wear that hat. i don't care I'd I wear would that, that would be because, awesome just run because if you look at them you look <laughs> at them the side by side with the cleveland indians hat where it has like this caricatured like from a warner brothers censored cartoon indian wearing a goofy smile and you know wearing a feather in his head it's so fucking offensive uh but I think to, to everyone should start. Yeah, wearing. but it reminds me so much of home and all these wonderful memories of my family. Of, of, yeah, just like of killing races. Indians. Yeah, my, my just like a fun. burning cross. It makes me think of the warmth of the, <laughs> well, you know, the south. They're they're a, they're a conquered people. So let's move on. <laughs> they got casinos. Fuck them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that that New York uh, Jew one is so great. Have you never heard of Manifest Destiny? Oh my lord! Somebody make that. I love Marty going to an audition with the San Francisco Chinaman. Uh, Great Red Shift Baxwar at Great Red Shift on Twitter uh, says, Hey guys, Matt and Anthony at Anthony Giles01 from England here. Finally able to see your faces on the live stream. Hope you're all good. We so if, you're, if you're looking at, if you're on the stream right now, you're looking at you're looking our at faces on Facebook. That's yeah. me on there's, the right. Yeah, there's, uh, yeah. there's Bill. And, uh, we need something like oh, yeah, we need the, we, the Sacramento Wetbacks or something go. like that. Yeah, I, they, I'm telling you, they could just throw up a Dodgers hat right next. Right, to no, that, no, it should it just would, be. But it just says it LA. should just be Ice Dodgers, you know. It, it would be like the East, <laughs> yeah, L, the East Dodgers. LA Tamales hey, or something. No. <laughs> I'm going to give you one for that one. This okay, wet, apparently this, not. There it is. Yeah, there we go. Hey, thank you. Yes, but it just says Jews. <laughs> it doesn't say Kikes or Hebes or Penny. Yeah. Like it says Indians. I, you know, yeah. I used to. I didn't realize Hebes was that bad of a <laughs> phrase. I don't even know is where, where Hebe Jeebies <laughs> comes from. Uh, it might be. I don't. Know. That's a good question. I, I, I don't know. I don't it's know. Like Jew cooties. 
I used to say, yo, what up, Mahib? I used to say that to guys. Heeb? Yeah, what up, I, I, what I up Heeb? I, I don't... <laughs> well, if you own it, like the, yeah. the black community re- repurposing nigger. Yeah. I guess that's yeah, true. I'm sorry, nigger, not nigger. Right. <laughs> we don't add the ER. <laughs> we? <Yeah. laughs> like, you really are. You're like yeah. in character. Hey, I man, am. that's not cool. That's not cool, bro. Anyway, you want to go to the gym later? Because I want to talk for about Barry White. <laughs> that don't fly. Hey, man, I run a small company. Now, what do you think? Have you accepted Jesus Christ? Like, oh, my God, I'm looking oh, at your giant black penis. I just want to. They're always naked when they talk to me. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, yeah. That's why I don't go to gyms. That's the reason? Yeah, because oh, guys yeah. like to walk around naked. It's like, dude, this isn't your house. Yeah, but if you're a black guy. I don't I, like to walk around naked I in mean, my house. That shit's, yeah. it's just like, it's like a trunk. It's hanging on the Oy floor. Vey. It's like, Jesus Christ. Vey, Very erotic. <laughs> someone make a hat or someone make a uh, that's, yeah. so, that's so fucking awesome the harlem cox the basic Coxman. black dicks, black yeah. dicks. <laughs> there you go miami spooks <laughs> um i'm trying to drive you to the lane <laughs> oh racism is fun <laughs> so good Josh, it comes from a good place where they know? get thrown no. out stealing second they get whipped by the coach oh 12 years a slave <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Fr- it's hard to steal a base when you're in chains. All right, I have to give this. This is <laughs> yeah. You got to stop this. You must end this. So my fr- my friend Dan said, go, like, go go. My go. friend said, is it wrong to tweet like, um, twelve years a slave was so good? I wish he had been three thirteen years a slave. <laughs> oh, not man. not enough years. It yeah. was wonderful. Says Rex Reed. Uh, <laughs> I, I laughed out loud. Credit goes to Dan Gabby for that, and uh, you should have tweeted that. I hope you did. Um, and uh, Josh is finally watching us on Ustream. Wow. What up, Josh? We're Josh getting... said he likes uh, my place, so... I have uh, to start taking a come shower. Come on by. We'll, give yeah, you the, we'll tweet on. you the address. <laughs> uh, should we get into the... Let's oh, dip our hands in the mail let's sack. Let's do that, man. That sounds good. We're going to dip into the mail sack. Mail sack, mail sack. I want to dip my hands in that mail sack. Uh, yeah, that was great. All right, first, <laughs> wonderful. Oh, wonderful. By the way, I finally watched that. It's a fantastic movie. Yeah. What? I, what do you think I'm running my mouth for? <laughs> I was at because you. That's just what you do. No, it, there's always you something that behind it. Whatever. There is. There is. Mm, I went to a not always super duper super duper gay party on sunday like i was the only straight guy there some hollywood the <laughs> really hill mows as i call is them that yeah. what you told yourself well yeah <laughs> I, I i'm pretty much a non-practicing homosexual no, I'm, right. i was all dressed up and had nice shoes and skinny jeans and i look good and I, I, everything except for the dick i'm all i'm down with it but yeah. I, I love me some pussy but i was running my mouth yeah. about the, the movie and these are mows of uh Great influence in Hollywood and yeah. Mose of Distinction. Mose, dis- Mose, of, Mose dis- of Distinction. That's one of my coming this fall. One of my favorite Diggable Planet NBC. songs. Anyway, um, <laughs> and they were like, "Yeah, I watched it once. It was like whatever." And I'm like, "What? What? You, like, no, this is a huge deal. This is a big gay movie." And they're like, "Nah, I, you know, I like Scandal. It's fun. Like, ugh." Well, whatever. I'm, no one actually said – I knew that – that was – yes, I knew I'd get that response. But no one is the, – the gays that I know, uh, backing up a little bit, I also know some of the most non-gay gay guys. Like they don't cook. They don't sew. They don't have – they're not show tunes guys. They're pretty much just – 
very swallowing butch. chodes all the time. They're not. They're very into dick. They're not like oh, like I'm the chef and I'm the you know housekeeper and these yeah. are these are odd mo's, but hardcore, hardcore. No one was into know. it. No one really. No, they're like, yeah, it was okay. Well, I'm that's because like, that's like a weekend for them. That's a weekend. Yeah, they're like, Springs. yeah, been there. Yeah. <laughs> I had to like, I want right. to be the top. You be the bottom. Conversation. I'm like, well, for me, for my a non- Scott is so much hotter than that Scott. Yes, yeah. I'm a Scott in this relationship. No, you're not. I'm well, a Scott. Let's think about it though. At, at the time that Liberace was, you know, a, a megastar in this in in society in this society, we didn't. It, it wasn't as open to. The idea of... I just thought of another sports team. Oh, right? Lord. The, the Castro Pickle Sniffers. <laughs> hey, That's a guy with like a barrel that. a barrel of penises he's sitting. Anyway. <laughs> but, you know what? <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> no, no problem. I love that. I think that I think that has a lot to do with it. I mean, now, you know, ever since the infamous uh, kiss, Ellen kiss, and all that shit Timely. on TV. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, these references are smoking hot. <laughs> Kids, look it up. There was a there was a thing called television, and there was a woman named Ellen. Well, not a woman, but a person named yeah. Ellen. But I mean, it, it, think about it. Liberace was clearly effeminate, if nothing else. If we didn't know anything else, that about man him. was he was engulfed in flames. Yeah. He was one of those those monks <laughs> in, I mean. in Cambodia who women love <laughs> him. Yes. Yeah. Because he he dressed great, and he had a lot of great you know jewelry. He was uh, he was a woman. He yeah. was he yeah. he's what they wanted to be in a man. And their men were you know were yeah. Don Draper, just rape raping their, yeah. secretaries their secretaries and drinking right. themselves to death. So I mean, I think in that in, in that there. with that context in mind, if the story of his life had come out like you know during that time, let's say they did a. a biopic or whatever on him at that time probably would have been received a lot colder i'm sure because you know attitudes weren't as open to open at all yeah yes but i don't think the movie uh labors over that point that that like oh well he was gay but he had to live this this lifestyle matter of fact about it yeah it's a love story yes and yes and you are correct hollywood does not make a love story anymore I sound yeah. like an old Jewish woman, I realize, but <laughs> they don't make the pictures like I like them anymore. I like love stories. Right. Put Barbara Streisand <laughs> in it as Liberace. Yeah. That'd be a good one. Her going, yeah. memories. Oh, God. Um, uh, it, as a genre, it has been subjugated to subgenre. It's, yeah. it's an action movie. It's The Matrix with a love story right. that is a, a part of it. And they used to make love stories. Uh, the way we were is they a made love a movie story called Love Story. Yes, they yeah. made. They would literally just call it Love Story. Yeah. Like, you, what's the movie about? It's fucking Love Story. Yeah, you know, boom. Uh, Stallone <laughs> grunting and shooting. That's the next movie he's got coming. <laughs> That's the movie. <laughs> and on to our first email. <laughs> I was house-sitting for a couple of gay guys this weekend, and I got to try on all their clothes. Man, they got great fucking clothes. Nice. I gotta t- th- those boys got to take me shopping. The, I th- the thought of you, like, alone in this, like, in a walk-in closet, mm. just tr- having a, a fashion show by yourself. It was, it was a one-man pretty hilarious. woman. I would love great. to see that montage. All right, fuck me. They got, they got great <laughs> clothes, man. And did you try on all their uh, their sort of uh, facial creams and whatnot? Uh, I am going to ask oh, them yeah. where they bought that weirdo shampoo that I used because my hair looked awesome. Oh, <laughs> I, I go to Ralph's and I'm like, what's on, what's the cheapest thing here? Yeah, but these guys got you know the essence of I don't know 
Stuff. I couldn't read it because the, the font of, was so flowery. Of dingleberry. Yeah. <laughs> We're so straight. I, I literally got straight bashed in West Hollywood once. <laughs> Some fucking gay guy drove by me and a girl I was dating, and we were armed. He's like straight and drove. I was like, that's oh. awesome. That's like, so what? great. Wait, right? what? Reader. West Hollywood is the gayest place on the planet earth outside of the castro yeah. and walking arm in arm with a girl they were you know and did they, they throw an empty can of pomegranate juice at you guys <laughs> <laughs> here's some hand cream straight breeder. <laughs> breeder fucking exfoliate yeah get that flaky skin some out of our town <laughs> gross why is Ow. that why is that an insult a breeder what we're propagating the, the fuck you think you got here, asshole? <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think it's hilarious. My I semen so will funny. find an egg and make a make a baby. Your it's semen goes down a guy's throat or into his butt. Into his ass. Yeah, it's, and it's, every it's sperm just, is sacred. Every sperm. <laughs> Our first letter is from Peter W G. Hey now, this morning, Merps and listeners. Since you had some fun stories about shameful hero slash idol interactions, do you have any interesting encounter stories with folks you downright despise in the industry? For example, a friend and I oh, yeah. waited in, waited in line at a Glenn Beck book signing just to confront his comparison of AmeriCorps to brown shirts, uh, despite Mr. Beck owning much me- Nazi memorabilia himself for a blog at the time. Aren't brown shirts Firefly fans? Uh, yes, we paid for Those the are book, brown coats. But not the autograph. And yes, we sold them on eBay and made more than double our money back. On a side note, uh, Bill, I didn't have to pay a cent for my experience. I won a, a, a raffle to uh, for meet and greet slash soundcheck experience with Brian Wilson, Jeff Beck, Al Jardine, nice. and David Marks. I think non-raffle winners paid about 500 bucks for the same. Well, who's Congratulations. Braggy? Mr. Braggy, Peter WG. Mr. Lucky Seven. Nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, have you met people that you just despised and like thought like I want to spit on that person, but like uh, in the entertainment community or any, just on, on Earth? Oh, someone famous. Let's say someone famous. Yes. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. Uh, I was at a. It was when I worked for Mr. Sir Gary Oldman, and it was a birthday party for him, and I was invited, and it was the oddest group of celebrities, and I'd just been in L.A. for uh, a couple months and uh befriended a, an actor named something what was he, he was in uh birdie and full metal jacket matthew modine. matthew modine the sweetest human being i've ever met and a wonderful actor a wonderful like actor wonderful gigantic just human wonderful. being just huge I, he's about 12 feet tall vision quest right yes vision quest oh, nice. and we were talking because he didn't know anyone he was in town and blah 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 and i noticed at the party that there was a um a steven seagal there and this was 10, 12 years ago. This was heavy Steven Seagal. And he was <laughs> still, there. Still heavy. Yeah. But this, I, you know, I, I hadn't seen him in a while. He disappeared, was, you know, carb loading and getting fat. <laughs> and he was there with his um, new girlfriend, which was his nanny, then dumped his wife and was with her. And they were wearing, like, Indian fringe. This was his whole kind of American Indian. Oh, I remember. When uh, he was uh, Did he have a guitar around his slung on his around his back? Yeah, and it was just like a fringe jacket. And she was oh, there. Wearing, are photos of him. She wearing was wearing feathers in her hair, like they were Indians. This is back to our Indian conversation. And I just paid no mind to this. And I'm just standing at the front door, just a, a, a wide-eyed enthusiast talking with Matthew Modine, and like, you're so cool. Why? Why are you cool? And you know, you know it. And Mr. Uh, Seagal and his girlfriend walked sort of past us to leave the party. And he looked at Matthew Modine, and Matthew Modine went, Hi, it's nice to meet you. And he went, Uh, uh uh-huh. 
And at that point, Mr. Modine realized that Mr. Seagal did not know who he was. He, he went, was, yeah. I- I'm, I'm Matthew Modine. Nice to meet you. And he went, uh, okay. <laughs> even with that, he's like, hey, do we do a movie together? And he looked at me and went, this is nothing. And then just kind of walked out with his girlfriend. Mind you, he was ridiculously fat. And I, he's, you know, I went back talking to Matthew Medina and I said, yeah, you're so nice. And, you know, you're, you're this cool guy. And I haven't met any, any douchebags in LA. And I think I just, I think I just met one. Um, and we were, and I referenced, um, Marlon Brando and his Oscar right. thing where he had the, Indian girl go up and accept his thing. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fucking Fatso Brando over there. And Mr. Skull heard me say that. Oh, shit. And turned right around. And the went, martial artist? You, you got, I love you, it. You got a problem with me? And I went, oh, no. You know, I, as you can imagine, I often run my mouth shit at, at on times. yourself, I would imagine. Yes. And, you know, the whole Indian thing. So I went, Fat, Fat Brando? What do you, oh, him? <laughs> you got a problem with me? And I was actually discussing this with someone recently because I prayed for him to punch me in the face. I oh, was yeah. what a great story that would be. Yeah, that no, it would have been a hundred grand. I would, yeah. I, 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 I would have bought a house a lot earlier yeah. in my life. It was like, oh, if a celebrity hit, if you ever see a celebrity, annoy them till they hit you, and you will get oh at yeah. least two hundred. Today's takeaway. Yeah, yes. we're, we're giving you valuable, so punch, valuable tools. Punch celebrities if you can, <laughs> or no, get them to punch get them you. To punch you. Don't throw the first punch. So his security guy got between us and uh no no steve let's get out of here <laughs> and, to grow it, on. it was uh oh Seagal. Wait, how did you get out of it what did you do the, sc- the security no oh. i went i, I don't what are you talking about you know it was it, it <laughs> so bad, it's, it's a white guy fight you know just two white guys going you got a problem and i'm like no i don't got a problem you got a problem he's like, i don't got a problem you got a problem like and at a certain point we just realized he he's too fat and i'm too, yeah. too waifishly thin. Dude, right. It's not going to happen. This fall on NBC, Fatso Brando. And I have <laughs> I no doubt, it. as fat Brando-ish as he is, I have no doubt he could kick my ass. I'm oh, sure. Dude. But I could outrun him. That's yeah. why he had security. He, this, this asshole brought security to a party, <sighs> like a private party. God. So... Bill, you is must he even have... relevant anymore? I mean, no. uh, he ha- he has some some straight to video stuff or straight to Netflix stuff that that you can find on. Uh, oh, on Jesus, you... the only the only time I can remember, hmm, the only t- the only time I can remember being really uncomfortable in the presence of a celebrity because they were super skeezy and trying to do drugs in the bar where I was working oh. was uh, Peter Green. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was um he's in the laws He of, does drugs. Yeah. <laughs> he was in the he does laws, all of drugs. laws of gravity. He played the bad guy in the mask. Uh he was in the, he was in the pilot of uh, Justified and he was in uh, un, uh Usual Suspects and Pulp Fiction. Uh, who was he in Pulp Fiction again? I was going to say Pulp Fiction, I couldn't remember who said in right. the in the basement. Yes. Zed. Yeah, he's the rapist. Yeah, he's got the rapes um um, and I just remember, I just remember being like, Ugh, now I'm, I'm super uncomfortable and I could be in trouble because I'm not trying to stop this thing that is. Wait, what, what is he on. doing again? Uh, he was just doing drugs in the bar, at the Cat and Fiddle, the bar he used to work in. Oh, and did you stop him? No. Yeah. Um, I, uh. Welcome to Hollywood. Yeah. Hey, maybe he can get me a part in something. <laughs> well, I just, I didn't, I didn't really know what to do, frankly. I, I also was in the men's room of the Cat and Fiddle, uh, while Morrissey was checking himself out for an ridiculously long amount of time in the mirror well, you gotta look good that doesn't <laughs> seem like morrissey it doesn't right. seem like you do something right it's more it's more people's handlers that i've bristled yeah. against than the actual people themselves 
yeah. celebrities for uh, across the board, in my experience, are pretty nice people. They're, yeah. um, it's usually their partners, their managers, right. the, the wife, the, 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 the wife. Manager. They are uh, horrible, awful. They they they're the good cop, bad cop, and the celebrity usually is like, oh, they're yeah. they're really cool, and they'll chat with you, and then it's some publicist or some fucking cunt manager who just yeah, like road manager who the fuck are you what about that yeah so and you've dealt with that james all the fuck, time yeah i, I mean have. you've told us your stories I've but has you about- there been somebody that you already knew you hated like um no no actually yeah. I, i've been lucky in that regard however uh as as i've told you guys before like the the bill maher story bill maher yeah and then kind of an eddie asshole. griffin was eddie griffin asshole they both seem like um, nice guys and then, uh, <laughs> right. I've heard stories about now, both of them. Wayne uh, Brady, right? Really nice guy, great guy. Him, it's a little weird. But I worked oh, right. for him. I worked for him. My, one of my first jobs. I was on the Wayne Brady show right. for for months. But yeah. you told off his manager, right? I thought yeah. he was a little disingenuous. Yeah, that, that's what it was. That and the, and the guy liner. disingenuous. Disingenuous. Sorry, um, we know what he meant. And the Martin. guy liner, kind of weird. But no, it was his his tour manager or road manager whatever fucking bastard comes up and just starts unloading on me because the improv had procured the incorrect uh brand of microphones because he he was during that time when he's wearing the janet jackson thing and uh so he was pissed off but he he just was like this is not what i wanted can you go and of course i'm sure he told his manager can you go and and let them know that i'm not pleased or whatever it was so the manager comes over and just starts unloading a tirade of obscenities in my face. Jesus. You motherfucker, if you motherfuckers don't do this, I go, and I, I go, stop. I go, if you motherfuck me one more time, I'm going to knock you the fuck out right here, bro. I go, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm here as a courtesy to you and your client. Right. So either, because I was, this was at the Brea Improv and I, I worked at the Ontario Improv, the owner of the Improvs, Robert Hartman called me directly and said, hey, can you come out to Brea this weekend? I'll make sure you're covered in Ontario, but I need someone who knows what they're doing to cover this Wayne Brady because he was a big deal at the time. Um, So I I told the guy, I'm here as a courtesy motherfucker, so if you're going to come in my face and and curse at me and and talk to me like I'm the hired help. Wait, who came in your face? The manager. Oh, yeah, that was later. (laughs) The manager came in the green Poor choice of words. I remember opening for the samples and they were dicks. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're like, not moving anything. It's like, uh, hi, I'm Bill. I'll be, I'll be playing bass. And we're not moving anything. I guess you, you oh, meet okay. dicks, that's, that's but then they're the people. I mean, I, I think seem necessary. Right. Like, PD, uh, Peter WG was, I think, talking about people that you know that you hate. You know, <laughs> Peter W. Is he friends with Andrew WK? Yeah, <laughs> that's all I can think of. <laughs> Oh, and Louis C.K. Uh, it was just for me. It like, was weird because I I had the biggest douchebag I'd ever met and the nicest guy just all in it one. Ba- the like, universe balance. Like it was. I like. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's no, good, that, but- I, I like that. I mean, like for me, it's like most of the people I hate. If I saw them, I would want nothing to do with them. Like from like if someone like Ann Coulter was at a party, like to give her more to attention would be to do exactly what she yeah. is, is intending. You know, I might you know. Uh, if I were stuck on a deserted island, chew her, you know, chew her out or whatever. But Jesus. if I were at a party, I would. Um, no, I mean, chew her. I didn't mean eat that, her out. I oh. Yeah, I was gonna say, is that a, is that no, a, no, you a, can do no, both Chinese her. colloquialism? Yeah. No, berate. I her. chew her out. Your, your, your views are horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I find you offensive. Oh my god. <laughs> 
Is that the bean? Is that it? No. See, Josh can picture <laughs> Steve getting blown in the bathroom with a Capri Sun. I don't know what the Capri Sun has to do with anything. Um, Wait, who's blowing me in what bathroom? No, Josh is one of the listeners, and he can imagine you getting blown in the bathroom with a Capri Sun. Okay. Uh, I don't get it. Because no, we we, this is when you were talking about being at a gay party, I think. Oh, nobody blew me. No, no one... <laughs> the gays don't love me that much. It's it's middle aged black men yeah. who tell me about Jesus. The next email is from Steve uh, in San Antonio. As for the stars charging a r- ridiculous amount of money for autographs, this is what we talked about last week. Oh yeah. Um, I think the only explanation that makes sense is that they price it so high as to discourage people from bothering them. It, well, Ooh. then why show up at a at comic all. convention and sit behind a table asking for money? Yeah. You know, if that isn't the reason, then they are all oh. douches of the highest order. Fair enough. There's an order of douches? <laughs> yes, there is. I didn't and, know. That. Uh, I'm working and on it right now. The and order of douches. You're you're not near Steven Seagal. No, Randy Vizier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, uh, well. Uh, also, Marty, Bill invited you to go out with him to two different places last week. You sort of beat around the bush and look for excuses not to go. I don't know who you... That That is not me at all. I'm curious uh, <laughs> if you did accompany him to either place. Nope. I don't think it's a valid complaint that you don't get to meet anyone or go on adventures if you turn them down without even considering. Um, also, you. what if Bill just wanted to hang out with you? We yeah, all, what if I'm desperately lonely and that's my effort to reach out to the world and I got shut down? We all know that Bill has been a little lonely and let's face it, a little sad. A little. Stop searching for excuses. Go out, hang with Bill, interact with the public, meet people. Who wrote this? Uh, this is from Steve. This is from you, Bill. Steve from San Antonio. Yeah, yeah. I like from, this dude. From Bill, Bill from downtown Cleveland? Los Angeles. Okay, bye, <laughs> Mia Cleveland. Love you all. Waiting patiently for t-shirts. Uh, so, oh, fucking I, t-shirts. I went uh, this weekend. I happened to have social engagement. Some time off. No, like <laughs> I went to that birthday party on Saturday, <laughs> and then Sunday I had to make chili two different types of chili and macaroni and cheese for 50 people 60 people are you um, a caterer why did you have to no because diane ruggiero asked me to it was her son's uh, first birthday D-Rose. party so you are a caterer oh, so i was in a year yeah wow yeah so congratulations little diane's Congrats. son um and yeah i was up till three in the morning cooking so i couldn't hang out but uh sorry right. you wouldn't have said yes anyway no i would have i would have i had i not had those two birthday parties i would have totally hung out with you totally totally we'll see yeah, sounds uh, a little disingenuous to me. Mm. No, <laughs> oh, no, man, one oh, mistake. I make one okay. mistake. Stay this school. Is a, oh wait, no, no. This is a Ivy League. <laughs> this is a momentous <laughs> email. This is our first email from an Asian a woman? listener. Oh. Ah, uh, hello, gang. Long time listener, first time writer. You may or may not read know it in an Asian voice. That Michael Bay was allegedly assaulted by two th- local thugs in Hong Kong while shooting the new Transformers uh, movie. Allegedly would be yes, funny in a. Chinese. Yeah. I I'm focused. On I can't that. say allegedly. Allegedly. Supposedly. Supposedly. I am genetically capable <laughs> of saying allegedly. God. <laughs> you went, you uh, went. Surprised that he was assaulted. I'm not good not with cheese or L's. Surprised <laughs> he was assaulted not because of his cinematic. You went Yosemite Sam on that one. But he and the local crew. Oh, no, Porky Pig. Listen, he and the local crew refused to pay the requested no protection end. money of around uh, $15,000. I wonder if you had encountered any harassment from these unsolicited security services during location shoots. Uh, so any similar incidents uh, encountered by DJ, DJ Jam Master James during gigs off. and working at clubs. Thank you for the great podcast and keep up the great work. Uh, HKG. Hong Kong. Hong Kong loves Cleveland. Vince, yeah. 
That's from Vincent, our Hong Kong listener. Hey, Vincent. Uh, you realize that that's a whole different country. Yeah, whole but different it's country. thank you in Asian. Mm. Uh, right. <laughs> thank you in Asian? You don't have to embrace your in Asian such a plum. How do you say thank you in Chinese? Shishi? Shishi. No, this is Hong Kong. They speak Cantonese. Okay, how do you oh, say I don't know Cantonese. You can just say thank you. I'll give me a fucking break. I'm trying to learn something here. you got to shut the door in my face again. Doja Sai. Doja Sai. All right. Thank you. Wonderful. Um, Wonderful. So she is. That's uh, Mandarin. Mandarin? Yeah. Oh. I had to pay off um, this meth head on uh, my last location shoot, the pitch pilot um, for the rock and roll, for the crime fighting rock and roll band. We were on a, a location in the arts district, and he lives in a van at the end of the at the end of the alley and he, the like, bottom of a river. every couple hours he would come out with another complaint and we'd have to give him a few bucks and then he would come out and apologize and say he felt really bad and, and sorry for that and then a couple hours later he'd come out with another complaint and uh, i think by the end of the day we paid him off like 200 bucks or something i mean that's pretty common with like low budget location shooting in mm-hmm. in la homeless people who can or or just an angry neighbor or, like we had a neighbor uh, we were shooting at our house once uh, a feature years ago and we had to pay a hundred bucks to the people to stop with the, the, you know, the lawn mowing. And, yeah. and at a certain point you just, the you know, people, the people, well, the people <laughs> with the lawnmowers. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Irish guys out there mowing the lawn. Yeah. <laughs> Top of the morning. Do, 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 do. The people. The Tell the Mexicans people. to lower it. And I worked For in sure. post-production on that Cynthia Rothrock movie I was talking about last yes. week that we shot in Indonesia. And like one of the budget items was, uh, uh Bribery money, you know, right? Because oh yeah, yeah, you got to grease the wheels. Well, actually, what, the way it worked is we paid an Indonesian production company a fee, and that was the budget. That was the budget line item, and then in that fee was was uh, bribery money. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there are when you shoot abroad and you shoot an uh, or, or we call them women when you, you shoot, shoot a woman, abroad. you film a woman. <laughs> Can we roll the tape back? That was really bad. Like that. That's not even worth going on the air. You, you get a person called a fixer, and they uh, yes, and you get a they get a little bit of money, and they grease the problem. So I've dealt with yeah. wonderful fixers in Europe and stuff when you're shooting. And oh yeah, did you have to do that in in Italy? When yeah, you, yeah, yeah. There's, there, and, there's a lot of uh, no, no, come as a DJ. You know, no, 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 you make the film here. Uh, <laughs> and you go over and talk to that guy, and they, you know. They pretend to speak Italian for about five minutes. Yeah. Okay, I, I smooth it out. Okay, how much? And then they, okay, they, it's all good. So yeah, there's there's guys that that's all they do. Yep. A friend of mine made a film in New Orleans recently, and she was telling me last night um, some horror stories of the cops going, "Yeah, you, you got to get out of here now. <laughs> like you're done. Like <laughs> we paid everybody off, and they're still like they're gonna yeah. someone's gonna get beheaded, and then it's gonna be on Facebook, and then." <laughs> So yes, nice well, welcome to uh, television. And for you, I mean, you've ha- you have to deal with writers on, on you know, and that's kind of a form of bribery, you know. Yeah, like yeah. big comics come in and make their demands. They're they're R I D E R, not W R. Yeah, yeah. The the writers are insane. I talked about uh, what's his name, Eddie uh, Griffin. Eddie Griffin's. It's uh, I think it was two cases of at the time. Uh, what was the crystal? Crystal at the time it was crystal. So yeah, two cases of crystal, a new, a pair of new Michael Jordan uh, Air Jordan kicks. Uh, just like ridiculous and shit. It's like if it's gonna, it should only be things that make for a better show. You yeah. Know? And I mean, and if you're if, gonna dunk on stage for your closer, then yes, right. right. We'll get you the <laughs> but Air you're gonna, he might, he might. But you're going to walk in wearing shoes. 
So, yeah, right. you know, it's not our problem. It's not. Yeah. yeah. And you know not what? If you want some, if you want free drinks, if that's going to make you funny, fine. But uh, two cases of Cristal, so you can have one bottle and then take the other case and eleven back home. Yeah. You know, yeah, fuck bullshit. you. Yeah, it's not. You're not. You're not going shopping. Yeah. yeah, it's just perks. That's that you made it so you get to screw people over, right? Yeah. That, that's God, that's a dog. Until email. you're rich, and then you're like, "This is fucking sweet." I'm not white. I don't know what it means to be rich. I will never know what it means to. There be are rich. rich Asians. <coughs> Impossible. Uh, next one's from Yako, who's in the Netherlands, uh, running a video store. Uh, hello, Merps, James, and whoever else is on board today. You are a merp. Well, no, you're not minor. You're more major than us. No. People know you. On yeah, you're you you're major. Yeah, at you the got post stalkers. Office. I don't got yeah, stalkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have stalkers. Yeah, I do have stalkers. Uh, it's me again, Yako. Last night, the director and I. The, he's been working on a short film. Uh, I finished up the script for their short film in late hours of the night uh, because they had to send it out to the actors to keep things going as they plan to shoot in a couple of weeks. Um, First thing I saw after uh, my mail this morning, after my car didn't start and I got to, into some serious time trouble, was a message from the director that our female lead actress decided to quit the movie Dropped due out. to too much changes in the script. We already have a new lead f- uh, role after some phone calls, so that's solved already. But my question is, should we be more flexible? have been more flexible to the step-down actress or just stay with our new version of the script and don't give a fuck uh, and give somebody else the part because life is hard and so is movie making? Or better yet, don't, the, uh, don't let the actors get involved too much in the script writing process and only show the finished product when, uh, to which they have to say uh, yes or no. Greetings, Yako. Keep it wonky. I mean, well, you want to collaborate with your actors, but there's a difference between an actor and a writer. And I've definitely noticed when an actor is not given direction and when an actor is not in a position where they're they're handed a complete script and it's obvious that this is what we want to do, they sort of panic and start to come up with a whole bunch of random shit yeah. that is unnecessary. Like, well, what if it's this? And what if it's this? And I feel like I should say this. And, you know, sometimes you see a director, it, it's a tough line to tell where you're collaborating. You're like, yeah, she, you know, she, that is true to this character. She would do that. Let's add that. Uh, or just sort of shutting an actor down and being like, stand here and say this. Yeah. Um, cause if, if, if you don't have that, if you don't have that obvious person steering the ship who has everyone's respect, then everybody just starts throwing Free shit at the all, wall. Yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah. and it's a nightmare. And I would say in a short film, it sounds like you had an actress who's making a lot of demands and complaints and you're making a short film. Everyone's going to lose money. You're either on board or you're not. Don't worry about it. it sounds like a pain in the ass. Fuck actors. They're a dime a dozen. Get another one. Yeah. I say, yeah. I say you do the, uh, the, the fresh prince method. You cut from one scene to the next and now there's a new, uh, right. Aunt Vivian. Yeah. <laughs> Really? <laughs> that Aunt Vivian, the first one, she's still bitter. She's yeah. still like yeah. she called out um uh what's his name? Bill. Yeah. Cosby. No, no, not Bill Cosby. She called out um uh the Fresh Prince. Will Smith. Will Smith. Oh Will Smith. I wasn't thinking of Bill Cosby. Um call out Will Smith. <laughs> all like, black you know, comedians are racist. Yeah. yeah, like wanting an apology, you know, from him. Oh, whatever. Uh, wow. Yeah, I think it depends how you work. Like, you need to figure out what works best for you, and that's why you make short films. And yeah. That's why you make shit. So, like, you, like, there's some people who say they want, like, Kevin, Kevin Smith wants the words, like, or for his first movies up until uh, Red State, he, he said, like, just say the words that I wrote, that I wrote exactly yeah. how I did it, you know, and don't fuck around, and that's that's his right as a filmmaker and. 
and then you've got somebody like Judd Apatow who shoots, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't think, cuff. I don't even know if I'm making a movie. I'm just, right. I'm, yeah, film, yeah. I'm filming yeah. my yeah. breakfast. These are home movies. Yeah, make me I, like, retrofit a plot onto it afterwards. Right. And which is <laughs> another way to make it. And then there's, uh, on Party Down, they shot exactly what was on the page and then they would let the actors, uh, riff afterwards but in yeah. a mo you know probably 90 percent of the time they they kept what was on the page this is like a, yeah. a like a he's not a professional filmmaker he's just this is something he's doing on the side right is that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah you, you um <clears throat> a get another actress that's it's a, it's like they're yeah, uh, yeah that's, it's not that, worth the headache she, she you know what no she did you a favor because she's going to be a fucking cunt and she's going to be a problem and she's going to go i don't think i'd say that you don't have the time so get someone who's on board if you're making a short film and you're, you know, it's, it's not like Jodie Foster dropped out of the movie. Yeah, exactly. you, you can get another another person to play the role. But yeah, I don't think acting is that difficult uh, a profession. Like, I don't understand why people work with <laughs> difficult people. It just right. like seems like so not worth it. Like, but if it's his, is his first time making like a movie, like a short, yeah. yeah, like have him say the lines and get it in the can, and then go yeah. off script. That's yeah. you know, that's the beauty of. Uh, there's there's no money guy looking at his watch going yeah. we got it we're done so yeah. I mean it's a collaborative collaborative process but it it depends it, to the point that it helps the director's artistic vision if it doesn't help to collaborate then don't do it you know like and be in charge have someone who's in charge don't let the actors take charge because yeah. they'll just start they'll panic and they'll just start riffing and riffing and trying to unless that's what change everything and and it, it, they'll, they'll they'll get lost and you'll go down these rabbit holes and you'll waste hours with these roundabout yeah. conversations when it's really just like all i needed you to do is walk in and say here are your keys sir yeah. or whatever the fuck. I, th- I think the the industry has that that the mentality toward that in the industry has changed a bit since things have gone digital because in the days of film right uh, you, if you're burning film motherfucker you're you're gonna get talked to by somebody right. and mm-hmm. it, you know film t- took cost more money and yeah. it took more time to to reload and set up yeah. and all that stuff yeah. um, but these days it's you can move a lot faster yeah. um, and the, the lighting is much easier so she didn't like the rewrites like what the fuck i mean you can, <laughs> like what like, as an actor I, I, I sat, i'll be in my trailer when i worked over in lantana i sat at a deadwood table read which was I yeah. befriended David Milch and the shitter one day. He's like, Kaya, come over. And <laughs> over I then would watch, I watched the show and it, not a single word that was read on that day what made it to the show. He just completely rewrote it the night before. Wow. And it's a completely, and of course that's David Milch. You yeah. know, you, you get a, uh, poet laureate from yale he can do whatever he wants but like what Damn, the f- like, she's clearly you know she's an, an amateur actress she should just yeah uh, i i can't think of anything that i've like you know in the first few years i i was acting anything that i was like this is genius you know i love right. this and i'm i certainly had thoughts you're the about game or you're not yeah and i you know i worked on a bunch of short films where i had many ideas of how to change things and you know i there's a diplomatic way to offer it without that doesn't hamper the process like so george clooney we talked about it last week on gravity he had some thoughts for a problem that he knew that the director was having he wrote some pages and he said he gave it to him and said take it or throw it away i don't care but i here's a here's an idea something that occurred to me and he didn't make a a stink about it he didn't hide in his trailer like but he he offered it and they took it so also just to play devil's advocate and potentially in her defense because we don't know what's going on here 
There, Your script could suck. Well, no, the, but there, there is an element. <laughs> if you are working for free, if you're an actor, you're working for free. These things take a lot of time. You're, there's a lot of discomfort. They can be super frustrating. You never know yeah. if you're going to see the f- finished product. It might take years or it might. I mean, I've, I've worked on films that have never happened. Never they come never, out. And yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a, a, a lot of time and emotional investment that, that can be, that can potentially be wasted. If she sensed that there was, a, a lack of organization or a lack of a vision or, you know, it's going back and forth. It's taking forever. There's, if she sensed she was walking into a shit show, she might have just said, it's not for me. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Actors can be your best friend and your worst enemy. They will make your project better, but at the same time, they're insane. <laughs> just just look to my left and to my right. So, yeah, I, you know. Hey, wait, t- I'm to your right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Can we roll it back? Can we get... Oh, shit, yeah. this is live. Greetings, Murps. <laughs> Having taken last week off after Thanksgiving of dodgeball and drinking, that was Canadian Thanksgiving, oh, that's right. I feel obliged to return to the hallowed the hell do they of, have to be thankful for? Of e-missives. Thankful they're, they're not, they're not America. Americans. <laughs> yeah. They have health care. <laughs> they have um, a, a sane baking, banking system. Uh, after a terrible... We have better bacon. Uh, they, they have smoked... Uh, I don't know. They have smoked meat. I can get way down with the back, Pagan. After a terrible iPod accident, I had to wipe my iPod and start reloading it. After, uh, but having nor the, neither the time nor patience to return it to its finely curated 168, uh, 160 gil- gigabytes that it had been, I just think my song, uh, my podcast, and some playlists that I had made uh, that I made to give to a friend. I discovered when I set it to shuffle that it was a better mix of stuff I liked rather than the gluttony of full albums, joke songs, and obscure recommendations it had this is a roundabout saying way of asking do you ever go back and listen to old playlists slash mix cds slash mixtapes and or do you prefer to shuffle from a wide selection or some form of curated Marty, you got to read the emails ahead of time and just just highlight the important parts i know it's something that's <laughs> that's on you as a producer I, of the it show. is it is and, but it was written like as we were going to air right anyway that was probably a long walk for a short drink you think uh, so anyway, Perhaps. how do you listen to your music? That's what it is. Uh, I just busted out an old Halloween mix from when I used to host a vaudeville show. Oh, we had a Halloween nice. special many years ago, uh, and it was pretty. And I was decorating my uh, front door with Halloween decorations in the apartment, and I was nice. like, you know what? This is a pretty fucking dope Halloween mix. I threw in, uh, you know, Cycle Killer. There's obviously some misfits and some stuff like that, nice. but yeah. uh, some stuff I tried just thematically, like like Brilliant Disguise by Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, uh, Cycle Killer. Um, those are the two biggest stretches, I think. Yeah. The other ones were pretty much the kind of thing you'd expect. I was working in my lab late oh, one God. night. Actually, I have the Misfits version of that. So like, I was working in the lab late one night. I'll tell you, I got a recommendation. If you guys would like to uh, curl up in a fetal position and have nightmares for the rest of your life, there's a Japanese death metal band. Uh, I was looking I, for my Soul Sunday show. I did uh, monster or scary themed videos. And I found this band, Deer in Gray, D-I-R-E-N-G-R-E-Y, Deer in Gray, three words. The most horrifying visuals I've ever seen set to Japanese, the Japanese language being screamed at you in death metal fashion. So it's, and there's just, uh, that that probably was not anywhere near Japanese, but. I I, I could hear you. uh, Possibly. (laughs) But uh, there were like. You know, visuals of 
a guy, the the lead singer vomiting fucking pea soup, kind of like uh, The Exorcist, and there's there's a demon cock that's being fondled by three demon women, Japanese, and they're all Japanese. It's a it's a mind fuck. Do you want to hear a little bit of it? Sure, you got sure some do. deer and gray. Let's see. It should sounds pretty, you know, ominous. Yeah, but you know. Which uh, song did you pull? This is called Obscure. Oh yeah, that's the one. Uncut version. There's yes. some, some boobs and some beheadings, no, and there's going to be much more horrifying things to come. That's uh, the one I played. Now we're talking. Oy vey. Death metal is not afraid of treble. Yeah, it's a lot of crazy shit. Horrifying shit, right? Alright, we're good. Yeah. I, uh, to answer the question in the email. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, Was there a question? I, uh, I'm, I prefer Shuffle, and I prefer, I actually really much prefer now the Pandora stations, or Spotify, or whatever, where, yeah. it's, where it's on rant. I like being surprised. I, I don't like listening to albums anymore. I, I, I get bored with knowing what's coming. Yeah. I like it when a song catches me off guard. There's only a couple albums like that for me, like Purple Rain. Uh, there's a few albums where you just listen to them. You put it. You start it. I was gonna say you put the needle on the fucking record. Right. You start it. And what you grandpa? Just what did yeah. you tell us Damn, about the long ago? <laughs> but there's only a few like that. Uh, but I think uh, nowadays albums aren't crafted like they were back then. No, because right. no one singles, buys them. Singles yeah. based. Yeah. I mean, th- there are some. I think that. I, I listen to albums sometimes, but I may have to make it an effort to do it and, yeah. and like sit down and, and concentrate on it. But most of the yeah. time, uh, I'm listening to podcasts or music and I'm doing other shit. And so yeah. I, mm-hmm. it's more fun to, to just, or it's, it's easier to, to not concentrate and just have stuff go. I'm not a huge Pandora fan because I, I don't like the selection of music and, and I don't like how you can't filter out by year. So if yeah. like if you have like a seventies a mix, then all of a sudden they'll come in with, you know, John Mayer. Like I don't Thumbs yeah, down. Right. Thumbs down. Right. Thumbs down. <laughs> but then it, I, then I it haven't thumbs down that, and it keeps coming. I haven't had that. Well you listen to the John Mayer station, you're gonna get some John <laughs> Mayer. <laughs> I only want the nineteen seventies John Mayer. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, is there yeah. a Lawrence Welk channel yet? You, I, I can make one. I like how, because uh, the album that I can't stop listening to now is a DJ, and it's born out of the the shuffle culture, and yeah. it's the new RJD2, and it's really oh, good. Yeah, yeah. It's hip-hop. It's RJD2 did the Mad Men theme. That's a sample yes. from... So it's orchestrated, and it's mm. hip-hop, and it, yes, mm. it, exactly. Mm. And I like that, because it, it feels like a mixtape. Yeah. It feels like... It sounds like you're having a stroke. <laughs> Mad Men. Mad He's going to swallow his tongue. They're going to drink. They're going to drink. And they're going to rape. No. Smoke cigarettes. But if you like the uh, DJ stuff, there's um, a subreddit called Mixes, and every day people like like the Jameses of the world yeah. put together a mix and upload it to SoundCloud, oh, nice. and I just click on it, and I'm just like, what do you got? And I so I, I loved radio. I love someone curating. That's not me. Yeah. The fucking the random button exactly. on your iPad is you know you, it goes from death metal to a Christmas yeah, song exactly. to one of the skits on an Outcast record. You're like, what the, <laughs> what the fuck? I'm gonna fuck the Mohawk off your head. Give me blah blah. Like what? No, this <laughs> what is not. Is this happening? is not thought out. So yeah. I love and it's it's all free. You just go to mixes whatever. Yeah. I, I, I made the, a, what's the website? Sorry. 
Reddit. 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 Oh, fuck. Backslash. Yeah, yeah. We figured. Yeah. I have. It's AOL on, backslash. No, no. On my <laughs> iTunes, I just, I made one mix and, and just blindly just moved every thing from the 80s that I listened to back then that only things that I, that I purchased and listened to back then. Yeah. And uh, so it's, you know, I, one second it might be like, uh, Thompson Twins? Tom, no, no Thompson Twins, but it might be Schoolie D and then go to Echo oh, and the nice. Bunnymen and then go to, you know, Guns N' Roses. And that is the, it's, listening to that, it, it takes me back to certain moments of right. my adolescence. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of <laughs> that great moment in the High Fidelity when he's like, how are you organizing record collection? Biographically. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and this was, and I'll be listening to it. I'm like, oh, this is what, this shitty thing happened or the you know it's it's, yeah. it's kind of a fun way to listen to music but yeah. fun yeah yeah because i'm not in that shitty situation anymore. oh you're you're oh, look at you, i'm the, in a different shitty you're telling situation. yourself a new story you're rewriting the <laughs> yeah, film of yeah. your own life but i know all the, but I, I'm, fi- I'm finding guys like in their 40s now their midlife crisis is no longer a sports car it's vinyl it's like vinyl, i know all yeah. these dudes like yeah. oh i got the super high-end designy turntable and they yeah. go out to stores and they're like mm-hmm. oh i got the 178 gram and i look through their records and it's rem bruce spring like yeah no they're putting out currents like get fucking daft punk and listen to it like yeah it's, yeah it, like I, it's it's this weird yeah, i just don't want to look back i want to look I want to look forward. Yeah. Well, I, I think stuff. they're two different. I mean, they're, they're different ways to listen to music. You know, most of the time I listen to new music, but every so often I'll, I'll just take a dip back. <laughs> yeah. You know? uh, take a dip back. PDG <laughs> says that uh, the last album that he listens to front to back is uh, Muses, The Resistance from 2009. They, they have very epic sort of uh, vision of yeah. how they make their albums for better or worse. But yeah, I'm with yeah. you on that. Floydian? Um, yeah, or like queen. In their conception, you know, they're very queen-like, very operatic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> sounds like Marty's giving up again. Uh, I'm giving up. I'm going to go home and listen to. Well, because uh, we've Echo been going for two hours. Where Jesus. were you last week? Steve? I guess that's it. Huh? Oh, well, thanks for all the uh, fans who came out to my pitches. I was hoping, uh, you know, <laughs> we made a call. We put out the nobody, call. Nobody, nobody. I, I, an audience for your pitches. I'm pitching a show, so I was busy. All right. All right. Yeah. Did, I will not did be you sell you next week. I did. Where are you going to be next week? I will be shooting a Katherine Heigl romantic comedy in Cleveland. Nice. Really? Rom-com. Uh, how long are you going to be there for? Uh, I'll be there a week. Okay. And uh, you're going to be... How many days are you shooting? Just one. Okay. But you're, you're going to see your brother? You're going to stay with him? I'm going to stay with my brother. I'm going to be at the Happy Dog for Halloween. Have you read the script? Nice. Uh, I've read about 20 pages of it. Uh, I don't need to know the bigger stuff to know what I'm doing. Right. And how, how do you feel about Katie Hagel? Uh, Hagel. Hagel. I think she's a... Hagel. Uh, Hagel. Hagel. You know what? I'll tell you next week. I'll tell you All next right. time. That's good, because she listens to the show. Right. I, I, wanted, I was setting her up. She's pretty. Um, yeah, she's very pretty. Did you... So, and you sold your, your pitch. This yeah. Is the, this is the, the the one you sold to Eisner's company? Yes. Well, congratulations. Thanks. Nice. That's fantastic. Yes. We'll see. Well, it's something. It's like it's what it you, is something. It's better than what Marty's got going on. It is the next step in what you <laughs> intended to do. Yeah. I've sold pilots before. They it's very hard to get them to not be pilots, but right. No, yeah, it's fun. Right. It's good. Whatever. <laughs> uh, it was the first time where they they bought it in the room. That's never happened to me. Oh, that's which, great. Which means they stop you and they're like just re- just leave. Just, just leave and we'll cut you a check. Yeah. Just you're we're in. I'm like, "Really?" Oh, usually it's a mm, <laughs> Let me oh. validate your parking. We'll call you later. Yeah, uh, Luis is right that 
Katie Heigl has a reputation for being an icy bitch. Yes. I'll let you know. Yeah, but you know, uh, th- there was an article about oh, how she gets a bad lucky. rap, um, and that you know she's actually a consummate professional. Uh, one of her co-stars was saying that, but anyhow, I mean, they, you know, reputations can, can get overblown. Yeah, but um, and what are you doing this week? Marty? Everybody wants to tear people down. This week, I'm waiting for the goddamn phone to ring. Uh, I had a handful of good auditions yesterday, so I think I have. I'm nice. hopeful. And uh, yeah. say a prayer for Marty. Light a candle. Yes. Yeah. Someone make the San Francisco Chinaman hat so you can wear it with pride. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm wearing it spiritually nice. with pride. All right, people. Uh, thank you for listening. Get yes. your uh, get your email on. Our mail sack needs some diversity. We got some our first Asian email. Let's let's. <laughs> we, have, we need some South Asians. We need some. Uh, we need some diversity. We don't have any Cleveland listeners, That's, do we? If you, uh, I think we have somebody who's from Ohio. That's um, not the same thing. Oh, okay. Uh, people, so, people in Cleveland got shit to do, man. Yeah. If you haven't emailed, <laughs> send in a question. Tell us to shut the fuck up. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't yes. like. That's at uh, that's Nooner Podcast at gmail dot com. Tweet at us at Nooner uh, uh, Nooner Dan Marty. And actually, I got a nice one from Leo, who I think is Finnish, and he said that he likes the political segment and he learned something. So sh- right. fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thank you for listening. Tell a friend. Not as much as I like shitting on it. We will see you next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. And here's a shout out to my friend. You're in my ear. If that box. If that box. If that box. This has been a production of Smodcast Internet Radio.